What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up the Ship Podcast. This is episode 121. Uh, and today I am talking to Jesse Barnes, who, if you don't know already from all those reels that I've been pumping onto the interwebs, uh, she is a uh, submarine chief. She's an ITSC, uh, newly minted this last year's results. Uh, so kind of almost wrapping up her first year uh, wearing anchors to work. And she's a diver qualified, just badass human being. You ever been walking through the Navy Exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it? Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, we're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride, but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast, pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. Um, I'm a big fan of hers. She's been on the Only on the Midwatch podcast, uh, which if you haven't checked that out, go check check out Only on the Midwatch. Great podcast. Great dude. Um, that was last week's episode. And uh, Jesse, somebody I've wanted to have on for a long time. I've I've kind of like tangentially known her for a while, like through people and because of other people and podcast people and all the things like I've listened to her on a bunch of podcasts, which is why you need to go check out Only on the Midwatch. But um, it's been she's been somebody I've, I've had it in my mind. And then, you know, like my mind is a blender of sticky notes like it's just like all these things that i need to do or want to do and then i forget i'm trying to get better about it working on my workflow i'm making like checklists and sops and i got my book so i'm like making lists and stuff but um but yeah i'm trying to be a better adult but she's one of the ones that kind of slipped through for a while and and uh when ellison had her on recently i listened to it i'm like okay i got i gotta get her on and and talk to her uh we went through like her experience not just uh on submarines but kind of in her first year as a chief uh what the female experience was like on a submarine uh her having been around a little bit longer she she did like a full enlistment uh as a, a surface it um but albeit on shore duty on a watch floor and then rolled into uh submarines so she's an instructor now at, at uh submarine school just just awesome i'm a big fan <laughs> and uh, again i've heard her on so many podcasts like i feel like like she's one of the people that I like to I like to listen to uh, uh, talk about the experience, uh, and so I thought it would be really cool uh, to get her on, talk about all the things, and uh, we had a great time chopping it up. So I hope you all enjoy this. Check it out, and we're off. Yeah. So uh, welcome, finally. Like, uh, see, look at me. Like, I just lectured you on, and I just I just did it. Um, Anyway, uh, so like, you know, the drill, like, so uh, we'll start with just like a background bio, as much details you want to provide, and then we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're ready, hear me. Is that it? All right. Yeah, awesome. that's it. That's I know it's easy, right? It's super simple. Are you recording already? Like, is this part mm -hmm. of the show? Yeah. Did oh. I not tell you that I was recording? I thought it counted down. No, everything. it's. <laughs> did it well, not? Oh my God. I'm acting like. I'm God, like, you've been is. on yeah, like 97 podcasts. Welcome. to Absolutely welcome. not. No, oh my God. Yeah, sorry. It's look. It's Sunday. It's a rest day, or it's it's all good. Day, you lifted heavy right, things. Here we and go. Then, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I'm sure it. we'll talk about that later, so I can brag about my numbers. Anyways, uh, yeah. 
Hey, for those of you that haven't heard me on test depth, um, I'm Jesse Barnes. I'm a, uh, I'm a chief in the Navy, uh, spe- more specifically, um, I'm an ITS, uh, information systems technician, submarines, uh, chief petty officer, uh, recent chief here. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, old yeah, salt, so. old salty dogs like me call them boots. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta remember to look at my cameras Listen. over here. I keep looking at the screen. It's <laughs> so boots. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, it's a pretty PG term. I like that. I'm, I'm a boot boot chief. So, who <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll say who so yeah a lot. How about that? It's all um, good. I say who yeah all the time still. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I wasn't always a submariner. I enlisted in the Navy in 2014 as a as a surface IT. Um, mm. After my recruiter had convinced me that you know corpsmen's don't make sense, um, <laughs> and it was that it was a matter of like, hey, you know, future sailor Barnes, like, are you looking to make like six figures when you get out of the navy, or are you looking to be like a nurse that's like cleaning teeth or like helping clean teeth? So I was like, yeah, mm. six figures sounds cool. So um, <laughs> you know, I signed that six year contract. Uh, went to um, went to uh, a school in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, spent. Uh, a hefty almost year there of training, just like any other IT pipeline. Um, yeah. ITS is pretty thorough too. So um, Pensacola was like awesome. I really enjoyed yeah. my time there. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I got my orders to, which is super unique, this part. Um, my first command out of A and C school was a shore command, believe it or not. Ah. Um, like, yeah, half the class went to went to a boat and half the class went yeah. to shore duty. So. Um, I wasn't. I feel like upset, that's a right where part of me, it would happen. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, I wasn't upset. Um, part of me was like, "Damn, I just want to go to a boat and like you know get yeah. my navy, na- my naval experience in." Um, mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, the the shore command like really set me up for success in terms oh, cool. of making second class, um, getting a bunch of like schools and certifications for like IT stuff, nice. um, getting great evals. So, um, the command I went to was in Suffolk, Virginia. It was called Navy Cyber Defense Operations Command. Uh, you know, that's a mouthful, Fancy. but it was essentially like a watch floor. Sound, right? Sounds and important. I was, it is, it is important. So, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, when, uh, uh, you know, Seaman Timmy plugs his iPod into the classified um, naval yeah. network system, we get the notification and then, you know, we, we act upon that. So and then it's yeah, happened. We it had, happened all we had a nav one time that he kept plugging the wrong colored cord. And I'm talking like <laughs> not red and green confusion, red and yellow or uh, yellow oh, and no. green confusion. Like just, no, 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 holy no. <laughs> and he did it like half a dozen times. It was so funny. Like really again, like we've said the word spillage more times on that boat than like I've ever That's heard it in my life. People. Yeah, and yeah. he was like the security the officer and everything. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> damn, it happens. Uh, yeah, so you know yeah. that's that's how NCDOC is the, um, you know, the people that get that report. So you know, the nav on the boat, like you know, causes a spillage. Like we, you notify mm-hmm. NCDOC. Yeah. So, um, gotcha. I was a help desk te- technician, so I was the geek squad. Yeah. For mm-hmm. my command, so <laughs> someone would be like. Hey, my computer like isn't turning on. Mm-hmm. It's just a black yeah. screen, and I answer the phone and be like, "Is it plugged yeah, in?" Yeah, I'll be right back. Let me check it. Yeah, it's plugged <laughs> in. Like, have you restarted it yet? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was Geek Squad, um, gotcha. and I loved it though. I love, yeah. I truly, truly love being an IT. Um, and we could get into the 
you know, the rate merger, which I'm sure you've heard of and all the politics. Yeah, that, some but. of it. Yeah, because Chief Bob was a radio man and then he's so he's yep. lamented the rating merger plan. I still don't yeah. get it, but like. I don't think anyone don't does like from what I understand. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, think the people, so, I don't I think, think the illicit community manager gets it, but some people benefited from it. Some people, you know, yeah. got out of the Navy because of it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, not to, not to get off my, uh, bio here, but, um, uh, in 2017, um, that's when the second wave of, uh, you know, female women in submarines, uh, mm-hmm. nav admin came out. They're like, you know, Hey, we're looking for, motivated women who, you know, want to, you know, uh, continue their career, you know, in a, in a very trying environment. So, um, there was myself and two other females at my command that were like, yeah, like, you know, we, we think we mm. can do this. Um, so we submitted our, uh, packages, uh, a few months goes by. Um, I forgot I had, you know, submitted my package to ah. <laughs> go on a submarine so the nav admin came out. I'm laying in bed one night and the other female that I put it, my package in with uh, texts me. She's like, hey, she's we like, we selected. got picked up for submarines. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I did that. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I said bad words. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> so um, I was like, you know, damn, I forgot. I, I forgot I did that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I yeah. guess. I'm, I'm surprised like it was on a whim because like I when I was at um, they started it when I was an A school instructor. And so I used to go into classrooms Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of brief each class on the first day or whatever uh, when I was SEL. And I try to like recruit people. I'd be like, hey, like try to be telling them because for some reason, our, our student population was usually like. 60 40 in favor of women like uh so i would go into the classroom yeah it was weird uh not all the time but like it seemed like most of the time we would have we had a lot of female students and a lot of female staff members too um that makes me happy yeah no it was i was i remember like it was notable to me i was like because i didn't expect it Mm -hmm. i was kind of surprised i was like holy crap but uh so I'd go into the classrooms and I'd be like pitching submarines to them, like trying to get them to like sign hey. up. And it was like every other class I of like we it was 36 students. So like probably every other class, I'd get like one girl that was interested. And I was just like, mm. really? And everybody. Yeah. Like all of the female students were just like, nah, you can keep that. I don't want nothing to do with that. And I was just like some of the dudes would ask a lot of questions, but it was usually guys that were already like on in route to best, you know, so it was just right. like. They would have a ton of questions, but like trying to get, I was surprised, I was surprised at how many, uh, female students were like resistant to it. And I was just like, really? Like, this is like the yeah. cool kid stuff, man. Like this is, I don't know. I, you know, obviously I'm biased, but. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree. I, it's for me personally, it submarines were not something I thought about. Like, you know, remember really? your um, Blue Jackets manual? I don't know if you've yeah. seen the new I don't, edition. I don't think it, I've, yeah. So, like, so in the new one, when I went through boot camp, there was like, you know, pictures of like certain classes of ships and submarines and, mm-hmm. you know, planes, helicopters. Um, and I remember like having to label them and I'm like, oh, it's like a Los mm-hmm. Angeles class submarine as a Virginia class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like, I never, in boot camp, I never thought that I would be like potentially yeah. going on a submarine someday. It was just something that yeah. you never, and as a civilian, especially you don't think about submarines, like unless you right. one see right. one or like two watch a movie or like know somebody that's like in the submarine mm. force. So it's not something that like you think about because you don't mm. see them. Like it's the silent service, you know? Right. So um, 
it wasn't like there's some you know there's some women in the navy who are now in the submarine force for, who are like you know my dad was a submariner and i've always mm-hmm. wanted to be on a submarine and you know um or like they got to do a tiger cruise and like you know yeah. ever since that day like they wanted to serve on a submarine for me like there was no personal experience with yeah. me being on a submarine um you know my dad was an ht back in the 80s but um he like he operated the cranes to for the dry docks of the that mm-hmm. the submarines would pull into and like you know uh pull their props off and stuff and you know yeah he'd see them pulling all fucked up so um that's really the only like tie i have to submarines um and then uh so like once we were picked up my command found out and everybody was like you know congratulating us um there was a few submariners that were disqualified at my command mm-hmm. who were so passionate about submarines and they were like my introduction to like submariners. Uh, okay. And when I tell you that they were the most weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a bubblehead. Like this is a submariner. Uh, like this guy, that's funny. this one, this one chief, God bless him. But he would like <laughs> get so excited about talking about submarines. He would like yeah. go like this and like, you yeah. know, clasp his hands together and just like, yeah. like shake when he would like talk to me about like qualifying and getting your yeah. fish and the food and the missions and he was probably just so romanticizing like, it a little bit in his head. He probably forgot yeah, all the bad he stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> well, and he missed data it he was at... <laughs> all this shitty parts. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was cool to see someone so like passionate about the submarine yeah. force. Um, so like I got to tour like a bunch of different subs in Portsmouth and Norfolk, uh, like the mm-hmm. John Warner, the Newport news, uh, the Rhode Island. Uh, so I got to, I got a good feel for what I was getting myself into before I went to sub school. Um, so I got to sub school in November of 2017. I was already, I was already in it, so I didn't have to go through the whole pipeline again. I just had to go through subland, like learn the submarine network, which was mm-hmm. like a two month course. And yeah. then I went to the boat. So I reported to the boat in December of 2017, um, the Florida blue. So you just did the, that, straight to shore duty and then got selected from to submarines from there so you've never done like hey's great yeah it was just okay yep yeah gotcha. so like everyone you know I, and that's like a <laughs> misunderstanding that you know some people have with me like i'm not a mm-hmm. i wasn't a surface sailor you know what i mean i was right. just a yeah a shore sailor just like, like a deal it took you like, three <laughs> years longer to get to a submarine than everyone else yeah that, that's about it yeah yeah gotcha yeah, so but like I said, that, that first command, like, really set me up for success. Yeah. With, you know, training and getting. Mm-hmm. So it, it was funny because I went to sub school as, like, a fleet returnee. So I didn't have to stand yeah, duty. But you, like, yeah, and I but not never, really. So <laughs> my first, like, real armed watch was uh, on the boat. Funny. So. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, yeah. And now I did a. Four deployments on the Florida Blue. Um, obviously, mm. like we were forward deployed, uh, we pulled into. And, and where do you, where does the where do the Kings Bay GNs go? You don't uh, go to like, Guam, right? Like, no, that's that's the West Coast. Right. GNs. Yeah. Um, well, when you say forward deployed, is it? Do you mean Guam. like? Do you guys leave Kings Bay, Bay like a boot? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we so it's forward deployed out of like Suda Bay or like Diego Garcia. It was a okay. It was like a 50-50 when I was on the boat. So we'd like fly out to either Diego Garcia or Suda Bay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and meet the boat and then turn over with the crew. Um, I know UBN sailors don't really Ugh. 
Good to experience. Yeah, that sounds like (laughs) such a nightmare. Like I used to talk to my buddies on Ohio and Michigan that I would talk to about it. And like, and there was like times where they would turn over in Hawaii too or something. And I'm just like, like, or not Hawaii. Um, No, they would turn over in Guam. I'm I'm thinking about BNs again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the, it was, I don't know, like I would hear them talk about like trying not, trying to do everything out of Guam and I'm just like, God, that would be such a nightmare. And yeah, I mean, cause you have to fly with all your, all your crap, yeah. right? Like all the, all your, all of your crews, right? Cause the split crew, mm-hmm. um, all of your paperwork, all of your yep. like binders yep. and programs yeah. and all, and then all your like stuff, yeah. like your personal stuff. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. the only advantage and then just, that I had personally good so no i was just gonna say trying to get everything like if i had to like uh if i got there and then i subsequently needed something that i didn't have trying to get it on guam or in the dr like jesus Mm -hmm. christ it would be so Mm -hmm. much more painful and even just getting equipment fixed or replaced i imagine oh yeah absolutely like yeah um it it was it was a pain sometimes getting like support um and a lot of time (laughs) The worst part about like a crew turnover, right, is so like I was blue crew. Mm-hmm. So we're going to relieve the, the gold crew, right? And we get to the boat. It's like roughly a three-day turnover. Mm-hmm. And they just turn over to you an absolute dumpster fire show. Every time. Dumpster fire. <laughs> Every time. Yep, and you're like, yep. and you're like, what have you guys been doing for the last six months? Like I, none of this is mm-hmm. this has been broken mm-hmm. since we've had the boat. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. – it's, Every it, time we would to, take the boat, no. our our records would be so far behind and so effed yep. up that I would just I would tell my guys I'm like, all right, brace yourselves, you we're gonna <laughs> eat a a poop sandwich like it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. like that's just and if we yeah. know that going in like if we just are like we know we're gonna have to fix their records we know we're gonna have to like submit corrected returns and fix equipment yeah. and do all the like yeah. we already know it's a dumpster fire. So don't yep. freak out when it's a dumpster fire. And then if we're, mm-hmm. if we're, if it's not as much of a dumpster fire, then it's like, we win. Like, and we're all yeah. pleasantly surprised that we don't yeah. have to like fix everything and remediate all this crap. You know, like it was always a dumpster fire. Yep. So yeah, like or, I a hundred percent understand that. Yeah. I, Ugh. so, you know, that, that part was stressful, especially if yeah. you're, you know, part of more than one division, um, mm-hmm. Just because you've got so much to do in like a three day yeah. span. But as I was saying, like if you're once you like turn over, like the best part was hearing like, you know, gold crew, relieve the blue crew. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, all right, that's it. Yeah. I'm leaving the boat. <laughs> I'm going to spend my three to five days in Diego Garcia just like chilling. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, go back home and like reset. So um, yeah. that was a nice part. It was like a little vacation. Um, mm-hmm. depending on where we went, you know, if, if we yeah. got the chance. So, um, yeah, Suda Bay was awesome. Uh, Diego Garcia, more than like a week or two, you're getting like Island fever. I know it's, yeah, it's smaller yeah. than Guam. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's so like, it's so tropical and mm-hmm. if you like the beach in warm yeah. weather, then it's, it's for you. So, yeah, I would always tell people Guam was like Hawaii, but smaller with less to do. So like, it's like yeah. Diego Garcia is like Guam, but smaller with less to Small- do. <laughs> I've never yeah. been to Diego Garcia, but like, that's what it sounds uh, like. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I've heard great things about Guam in terms of it's awesome. like diving. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like yep, if you're so- a diver, it's paradise from what I understand, but right. I'm not, 
that. Or a fisherman? So like with all yeah, yeah. World War Two like uh, shipwrecks oh, and just craziness. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's got to be wild. Sure. Um, yep. So tell me, tell me about the the journey on the Florida, like the because I'm I've always been curious, like we would we were talked to a bunch like about uh women coming on submarines and then mm-hmm. when the wyoming stuff happened and all this other crap like uh and then when we so we had female jos when i got there so they were our it was already normal to the crew mm-hmm. by the time yeah. i got to louisiana but then uh we we took the female enlisted from ohio underway for that last patrol that we did mm-hmm. um we got all these briefs and all this like this is how you got to behave and this is the don't do this and don't and it's like once they got there and we were underway it was just like they're just people like they're just submariners like whatever but uh i'm curious what the journey was like for you especially being like if you're in the second wave it was probably pretty new for the crew of the florida so like what was it like just not just like acclimating to submarines but like I guess I, I guess I've always been curious. Like, wh- do you think your journey as a submariner was wildly different from like a dude that shows up to a submarine, or was it just like as soon as the new shiny new toy feeling mm-hmm. wore off, you were just a member of the boat yeah. doing the damn thing? And like, what, <laughs> what was that? What what was that? Uh, what was that first like year like? Yeah, I like the way you worded that question because like everyone's <laughs> just super bland and like you know what's what was it like being a woman on a submarine? Right. Um, but yeah, I. I there's a lot of you have a lot of good questions not like you know yeah sorry i do that i ask like 17 questions and it's like one question but not yeah sorry no you're fine i so hopefully i hit it all but um it there's so many answers to this question but something that popped into my head as you were asking me that um after i had been on board for i think it was i was on board for a while and my division Mm -hmm. was like yeah we were like we were Facebook stalking you to see like, you know, if you were yeah. decent looking and yeah. you know, so <laughs> to have, to have a bunch of like a bunch of my like coworkers, yeah. guys in my division were like, yeah, we're just trying to tell if you were hot or ugly. <laughs> and I was like, like you guys are messed up. Like I have so a story about, I, was like, so I get it. I, I was walking. Uh, so I was in Washington. Right. And so I'm walking across base. Like we would walk between like the, um, the OCAB building and like the next you have to like cut through uh, the barracks. There's all these paths running through the barracks or whatever. And so I was walking by one of like the path. It was like a sidewalk by the parking lot where all the enlisted people would park their cars and stuff. And there's like a smoke uh, gazebo thing, like a smoke pit. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm just walking through there one day. I forget why I was going somewhere and I walk by and I see like, 70% of my division all huddled around one guy holding their phone, like looking at this phone and like there, you could tell they're up to like something and they're like giggling and stuff. And I, and I walk up and they didn't realize I was there. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they all just like, for, like, like looked up, like, and tried to hide the phone. I'm like, nothing. And I was like, nah, for real. What are you do? What are you guys looking at? What are you doing? And they're just like, we're looking at the new chops Facebook account. Cause we got a, we oh. had a female supply officer. Yeah. And so yeah. the, the she was the one we had at the time was that she was the second one and she was more senior but we were getting like a brand new baby chop from uh, mm-hmm. supply corps school it was the first time we were going to get a, an ensign it was towards probably the last like year i was on board um okay and so and i knew i was getting a brand new baby chop i just didn't like i didn't know anything about her and so i was like let me see and they show it to me and she looks like a high school cheerleader and i'm just like oh my oh, god. god and like she turned out to be 
incredible. Like she was awesome. Uh, really great at her job, really hyper aware of that perception and like never putting herself in a bad spot. And so it was great. It ended up being great. But at the time I didn't know her. So I was super worried and they were all stalking her to see it. She's like, well, look at her. This is the new chop. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like this is going to be a dumpster fire, but it wasn't at all. You have to think, you have to think with, you know, everybody on social media and so much access to everything. Like who isn't looking each other up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even think to do it back it? that like my my wife right. is a, is like she's like the best social media stalker on the planet like if you need to find something out about somebody mm-hmm. like she's your person but uh she'll find yeah, out like, your second cousin's mother yeah <laughs> she'll find like anyone and any info like just weird information and she's she's a ninja but yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even think to do it. And they were all gathered around this phone. And I'm just like, oh, God, I didn't need this information. I would have rather she just checked in and I found out then. But whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like I wasn't I wasn't offended or anything, but like, yeah, it, I, I just I laughed. Uh, and, yeah. you know, the, those those guys that told me that are some of my like best friends now. And yeah, we have, you know, a bunch of great memories from the boat that I'm sure any other submariner can, you know, agree to that. Yeah. You know. Yeah those memories you have like just yeah you don't care so but you know moving on with that with that question um it i wasn't a first session sailor from one right so i was mm-hmm. a you know quote-unquote fleet returnee even though i wasn't yeah. like a you know haze gray sailor um, right. I, I had experience in the navy i had mm-hmm. um you know i i knew how the navy operated um, so you were a second class at the time, right? When you yeah, when I up? reported. Okay. Yeah. So you're yeah. already, yeah. yeah. Not exactly yeah, new like to the game. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, and I, I had reported there with, um, one of the females. So one of the, f- the three females that, um, had got selected, uh, one of them went to OCS instead. Um, okay. and then the other one went to the Florida gold. So, mm-hmm. um, we kind of reported at the same time. We were both ITs. So we reported at the, the we reported at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of nice to have someone there, like going through the process with me. Yeah. Um, so that made it a little easier as well. Um, the boat was in Kings Bay. Um, and I had been in touch with some of the, a few of the females that were there already, um, mm-hmm. that I had met up at sub school actually. Um, okay. so I, I had like a, I had some insight on like, you know, like what to expect where, yeah, what to expect. Kinda. Like nobody like prepped, nobody told me about. I knew I already knew that submariners were their own breed, right? Mm-hmm. I already knew that, you know, based on that, you know, that one chief at my last command that was like yeah, really yeah, excited yeah, to talk about yeah. submarines. So I was like, all right, I have my idea yeah. of what a submariner is like. Um, and then after watching like down periscope, I'm just like, oh my God. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like that was my introduction um i mean that's a so, pretty good introduction to be honest like i always yeah. tell people oh, like, yeah. what's it like i'm like it's like 90 percent down periscope 10 percent hunt for yes red absolutely like <laughs> absolutely i should tell riot to incorporate that onto the best curriculum like yeah, the students have should. to watch down periscope 90 <laughs> percent. that should be part of indoc yeah. like watch down periscope right yeah uh, um so yeah it, and like so that was part of it right being like a fleet returnee um, another mm. part was I, I, and I've, I've talked about this on Ellison's podcast before too. Like I'm, mm. I'm a tomboy. I grew up mm. like before I joined the Navy, I was doing construction. Um, 
you know, working with my dad and my brother. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I grew up riding dirt bikes and like, you know, hunting and like, I was able to, I'm able to relate to guys more um, than women sometimes because of my hobbies and what I do. Um, So it's like, it's just easier for me to get along with, with, you know, dudes sometimes. Um, So that, that, that transition, you know, was, there wasn't a lot of flaws with me being in a, in a boy's world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I could shoot this shit with like the yeah. cob about the Patriots, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you actually knew what you were talking about and like could keep up and all yeah, that. Yeah. Like, you know, you'd probably like, be better at it than I am. Like I, I was raised by women. And so like, and I didn't, I mean, I like, I definitely, I can keep up most of the time. It's not like I was like, I, yeah. I was raised with three brothers and like, it's not like I didn't grow up around dudes, but um, right. like I was, I would say I'm, I was raised around and amongst a lot of women. So it was just mm-hmm. like, I've always gravitated more towards like female friends um, for that reason. So that's interesting. I don't know. It just, it, it was, it felt, I didn't feel out of place either. And I mm. think there are some women like still to this day, obviously. And I, I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think women will ever be 100%, you know, as comfortable as I, I was checking into the boat. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's some women that check in and, you know, um, you know, BNs were recently integrated and now the PCU New Jersey was the first Virginia. So, um, I'm not saying that everyone is necessarily going to be like me and be comfortable or they're not going to be like me and, you know, be, be a little scared, um, and timid. Um, but it's just, it's, it's one of those things that it's going to take some time for not only the woman to get used to, but you know, or the men to get used to, but also like the woman, you know? Yeah. I think Um, it'll, well, and I wonder what you think, but I, 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 I kind of thought as you, as we got, like, as I was leaving my last boat, we got a female department head for the first time. And like, I think recently Mm -hmm. we had the first female XO, if I remember seeing that headline correctly. And like, I know I met the, the, who became the first female cob. Um, yeah. I met her at my last at the last shore duty I was at before she uh, she went to a boat. But like so like when those things start to become more normal where you see female cobs and female like XOs or female COs, like do you do you I in my head, that'll kind of help with the stabilization of the culture so that it's not as weird when I mean, like it it makes the the newness wear off or whatever, where it's Mm -hmm. like. The, the barriers that did exist probably won't exist so much yeah. anymore once you start to see that. Yeah. I think commonly. in a few years it'll, yeah, I think in a few years it'll, yeah. it'll get to that point where like, Oh, like, you know, enlisted or officers were integrated in 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. Right. Now enlisted females have been integrated since 2016. You know, it's, it's almost been like in a few years, it'll be 10 years, you know, like yeah. a whole, a whole decade that, you know, we've, we've had lessons learned and we've overcome all Mm -hmm. these, you know, um, instances and, you know, the, the Wyoming, the, I'm sure you heard about the Florida gold, um, the quote unquote, you know, rape list. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's, it's going to get to a point where if something happens, you know, you know, God forbid, it's not going to make like, it's not going to be as, you know, talked about because 
um, it, I don't think it'll happen anymore. Like those, like the Wyoming on that scale. The, yeah. 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 On that scale. Of that, it's not of that happen severity. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I don't think because, it's going to be because the, if we start integrating now, right. And you know, mm. so if you think about best and we have female sailors that are integrated into every best class, you're already, mm. you know, promoting the integration aspect at such a young age in their career Right. That when they see females again, like it won't, it won't get to that point. If you think about the the Wyoming and the Florida Gold uh, rape list, like those guys had never worked with females before. Mm-hmm. Whereas now you're going to start getting uh, into the into the stages where like, you know, these these guys that are on the boats have worked with females at some point. Yeah. So. And I wonder, I like I've often wondered when I heard like about the Wyoming stuff and I heard about that the mm-hmm. the rape list stuff, but it was like. I often wondered like um, how much of that is just like, there, there, you, know, you know how there's, and I'm sure you've heard people talk this way. You know how there's like this weird attempt to cling on to like old school submarining that, and like they don't even know what they're talking about because they weren't there when it happened. But you'll get guys that are on like their first boat. They're like, back in the day, they used to tack on fish and they used to do nubs weren't allowed to watch movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you weren't even here when that was real. So like, what are you talking yeah. about? But they, they yeah. for some for some reason, identify with this like cooler, like harsher version of submarining. And I, like I experienced some of that, like back in the early two thousands. When, dude, it's always the yeah, got, yeah, it's always <laughs> aching, isn't it? I love them to yeah. death, but f- come on, bro, like you weren't yeah. even there. You're a baby, like yeah. stop. Like, and I used to troll the crap out of them when they would bring it up. It's like, well, okay, ex- explain to me what it was like, guy that wasn't there. Like, ask yeah. me how I know, like, because I was there and like, you're twelve, so shut up. We but like, take them back the, the by the diesel and beat the shit out of yeah, them. Yeah, bulkhead. Like, we'll take them to the fan room. Bulkhead to bulkhead counseling. Like, <laughs> shut up, dude. Like, you never did that. Like, you're just regurgitating the stories you were told by someone else that probably wasn't even there, yeah. who's regurgitating stories from somebody that was actually there. So, like, calm mm-hmm. down. But, like, yeah. I, I wonder how much of it is that culture. Cause, like, I've talked about on the podcast before, like, by today's standards, and, and I'm not, this isn't a, an attempt to, like, downplay the severity or anything. Cause I wasn't happy about it when it was happening. But, like, the culture of submarining, that, that like, locker room mentality crap that people, that's how, like, how they would justify it or write it off or whatever. Um, by today's standards, I've been sexually assaulted hundreds of times hundreds of times like just because that's yeah yeah that's submarining or it was you know but not like i've seen it change drastically like i because you get like this time capsule snapshot of like i remember my first boat when i was getting humped and credit card swiped and people were like like grabbing my butt and my balls all the time and stuff and the and it was like normal it was just that's just what it was like and i remember i had this like during my first year i had a really hard time and i almost quit and all this stuff and and then at this there was this decision point where i just decided that i like and i've talked about this too and like my dad listens to this so i like i don't want him to think that i actually believed this but it was like i feared that it could be true even though i don't believe now that i'm older and wiser and more mature i i don't believe it would be the case but i basically decided like of my own accord in my own head about it i decided that if i if i quit because of what was going on my dad would be disappointed because he was a vietnam vet navy guy so like i i don't think that's true like obviously like i mean i i could i I feel confident saying i know it wouldn't be true 
because my, you know, he would understand what, what had happened and everything else. But he is like, there's that part of me that's like, he is, he is like so proud of the fact that I did everything that I did and that I made master chief and all this stuff, like mm-hmm. tells all these people, like, you know what I mean? Like he's that he's, he's like over the moon, um, that I accomplished everything I did and was successful in the Navy. So it was like, at the time I like, I knew that I saw him, my brother was in the Navy as well. So like when he, I remember seeing my dad, look at my brother at his boot camp graduation and how proud he was, especially because my brother, Aww. Pat, God bless him was a dumpster fire up until that point. And even after that for a little <laughs> while, like he, he, he made third class a few times and went AWOL and all this other stuff. Okay. Like he was on, all he right. was on bread and water once on the USS Theodore Roosevelt before they got rid of it. Oh, that's my, my that's God. my brother. God, look, God was love uh, he was an aviation boss's mate. He he joined to do uh, like aviation electronics and uh, yeah. was too busy like playing pool and just being a knucklehead uh, when he was at A yeah. school in Pensacola. And so he failed out. And so he went out as an aviation boss's mate and he was great at his job. Like he's a, he's a mm. good dude. He just was immature and doing dumb stuff. So like he was really great at his job. But as soon as he left the ship, he was just doing bonehead stuff like his chief loved him if he could keep him on the boat a hundred percent, like if he could have imprisoned him on that ship, he probably wouldn't be, he probably would have made chief. But, uh, anyway, I, uh, I, so like back to the original thought, I just got off on a bit of a tangent there, but I, I, I guess I thought like when I heard that stuff, I thought to myself that it was probably more like those dum dums were like trying to like cling to this, non-existent like idea of submarining that they had in their heads like this warped idea of what submarining was Mm -hmm. um and it was almost like no we got these outsiders invading this like boys club or something yeah i mean like they were applying this warped ideology almost to to females coming in so it wasn't it wasn't that like it was because females were coming on submarines and they were just like like doing it for just that reason it was like that stupid idea that they were clinging to that like locker room or whatever they call it locker room mentality type shit but i I always thought to myself like maybe it was more that than it was because they were just you know being immature children i don't know i guess they're kind of linked but yeah i mean i it me personally when I, i and i have this conversation with a lot of people um it's, I don't want the guys to change like how they act necessarily. Like, I don't, I don't need to see your dicks all the time. Like, please don't like, keep all this <laughs> yeah, stuff in your don't. pants. That, like, I don't either. Don't like, that's me... like, that was the, what my point was. <laughs> was like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that either. I don't right. want dudes touching me or humping me or doing yeah. any of that. Na- yeah. It's like, yeah, like you're in sonar and somebody like pulls all their junk out of their c- the coveralls and puts it on oh, someone's shoulder. Yeah. yeah. The bat wing. Yeah. It's like, dude. Come on. Like, I don't, I don't want to see that. Like, yeah. So yeah. Like that kind of crap. It's like, I don't want them. I don't want submarining to change the good parts, but it's like, I don't even want to see that crap either. So it's like, yeah, I a hundred percent agree, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. But you know, for the, for the, you're good for the, for the briefing of, you know, the intake and integration of uh, women in submarines. It's like, mm-hmm. like nobody should have, nobody should have briefed their crew to like act any different or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Hey guys, you better like, you know, you better not say these things around these females, you know, we got to be careful. We got to tread water lightly. Like there's yeah. 
for me personally, um, and I'm sure a lot of, you know, women can agree with me. Like, we just want you guys to act the same and treat us like right. a fucking sister and treat us yeah, like someone yeah. who is going to save your fucking life in a casualty. Right. Um, bump. I got the F word. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm, so I'm it's just, checking them off. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's something I had a discussion with somebody the other day, and I think it was a fellow chief. Um, and they were doing a board for like a, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know what it was, but they're doing a board. They're interviewing somebody and they're like, hey, you know, what are you going to do when the first department head or sorry, first J.O. female checks in on board? Like what, how are you going to brief her and, you know, treat oh, yeah. her? And it's like, there's no, like, there's, you don't have to think about that. It's you not, just, yeah. You just be yeah. you, you know, you, that just, that shouldn't be like an answer. The that same thing I do like, for a dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. The same and that's, thing. That's all, that's all yeah. like, that's all we want. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so we've had an uptick in some, uh, in some like crazy shit at sub school in terms of the yeah. dudes just being total assholes to the females, right? Like calling them, uh, you know, whores and um barracks bunnies um and it's it's i get it this they just graduated high school um it's not appropriate because they are going to serve together and be on a submarine together and share something that no one else can share um so i had this conversation with my cmc and i was like hey i was like how this is the fourth female that has come up to me personally And just opened up this whole like dumpster fire of the, just the dudes treating them like, like we're, like we're some Barbie dolls, right? Like we're yeah. just some, you know, uh, shiny toy, you know, yeah. that are just here, like you know what I mean. So, um, I was like, what, what do we do? Um, you know, and I had this good conversation with him, and he had told me a story about how someone had briefed him, uh, you know, about the same thing, and was like. He put it into a great perspective. He said, the, you know, the man who he was talking to looked at CMC and said, you know, do you have a sister? And, you know, CMC's like, well, yeah. Uh, is your sister good looking? Well, yeah, she's not ugly. Like, you know, she's she's pretty. Uh, well, would you, would you have sex with your sister? And it's like, no. Like, no, I would not have sex with my <laughs> sister. And it's like, okay, we'll treat all those sailors like they're your sisters and like don't have yeah. sex with them. Um, and treat them with like dignity and respect. So, uh, you know, we can go on this whole tangent about, you know, people having, you know, jam dive buddies will say on the boat, um, because it's, the ratio is so off at sub school right now. Right. (laughs) I've never heard that term before. Sorry. What? Jam dive oh, buddies. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Oh my no, I god. Swear to god. Welcome to the submarine force. Oh, oh, calm down, child. <laughs> calm down. What do you mean you never heard of a jam dive buddy? <laughs> you gonna start telling me about how it used to be tougher when you were you know, like yeah. back in the day back when in you used my to day. when you used to counsel people in the fan room? Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's one of those things like. I, and you have to tell the students and like remind them like, Hey, you guys aren't yeah. here to find your like true love. Right. Uh, not everybody's going to have a great, uh, you know, love story like Riley and I, but, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it's you, we are brothers and sisters that are, you know, doing our job in the military. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here to serve on a submarine. We're not here to find our boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. If, 
if sailors are going to do what they want to do. Right. Um, right. But, but when it gets to the point where you're treating the other gender, like a toy, like that's yeah. when, that's when people get. Well, mad. yeah. And that's the, like fraternization has been one of those things throughout my career that I've become less and less like, um, I don't like, I, I've, I've believe in it less and less only because of the situations we put our sailors in. It's mm-hmm. like, like, of course they're going to date their coat. Like if they're, if the yeah. only people they see for 18 hours a day, seven days a week yep. are people at work, like who, who else are they going to date? Like you become right. so close to these people. Like you have yep. what you could argue are intimate relationships, like platonically with these people. So like, it's, of course it's going to happen. And so like I would hear yeah. um, we had a female J.O. on our boat right as I was checking in that was getting kicked off the boat because she was uh, dating like an electrician uh, and they ended up like they both got kicked off the boat. There were consequences, but like they ended up getting married and having kids. And it's like Do they go to I'm mass? like, I, yeah, oh, yeah. Everybody went to mass. Everything happened. But like. Oh, okay. I guess like the the disdain with which the crew was talking about this female J.O. when I was checking in, I'm just like, like, I mean, OK, like I get I get she violated the UCMJ. And I mean, yeah. oh, by the way, so did he. And I didn't hear much about the electrician. I only heard about the J.O., which I thought was. Not, oh, of course, of course. You know, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. W- I, the way I was looking at it was like. It's like one of those cr- crimes that I'm just like. Really? Like, I mean, uh, put them on different submarines and just like slap their wrists and move on with life. Like, I just I don't I don't see it as this like horrific thing that. uh, But I mean, I'm a lot more forgiving on a lot of other things, too. But that one in particular, over time, I just got to this point where I'm like, like, what do you expect? Like, of course, this is going to happen and it's never not going to happen. And like, as the more we integrate submarines, the more it's going to happen. Because of course it's going to happen. Like you're, you're setting them up to fail. And then it's like, it's like when uh, you see like in TV shows, when cops entrap people, it's like, like, Hey, do you want to buy these drugs? Gotcha. Like, it's like, yeah, of course, of course it's going to happen. So when it does, it's like, yes, I expect you to have like the discipline and take your position seriously enough and all those things to like, to not do it. But when it does happen, I feel like we should be a lot more forgiving of it just because of like, of course, it, of course it does. Like, I don't know. Like, right. If it, know. if it impacts the mission, like that's one thing, but if it's like, yeah, professional and you know, if, if they were at a different command, like, well, it's not even fraternization. I, if they're at a different command, it's like, I mean, there are people that will argue otherwise, but if you, if you like True. read the instruction, if I'm not in a position to I, influence mm-hmm. your career. Yep. Like, I, and I'm pretty I, uh, sh- Yeah. I would like to think a Jag would agree with me. I'd have to ask, but I like the way that I, I read, know. read that instruction. I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they all have different opinions. Right. And then like the Jags I had that word worked for flag officers were just like, yes, yes. People anyway. So they were just like, oh, yeah, whatever you want, sir. Yeah. Oh, it's, everything's legal as long as it was like the Nixon principle. Like uh, if you say it's yeah. legal, it's legal, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like like that's that's <laughs> not how this works. Like there's books oh and UCMJ and stuff. So, yeah. Good times. Um, our, uh, it, you know, and I, I agree with you, but like if it affects the mission and if, if it affects your job, mm-hmm. that's one yeah. thing. 
but like if you're if you're looking at date if with somebody else on the boat like i don't care um it like don't recommend because it's like god forbid like you broke it's, up yeah and I, i've seen it happen it's gonna affect something eventually yeah. but yeah I, so i also um, yeah a uh, funny story um we had a, a couple dating two second classes i think they're like mts or something you're doing turnover and one of them is <laughs> he proposed to her in mystic apartment upper level during turnover <laughs> ew all right guys go ew. enjoy your honeymoon for the next uh, day in diego, diego garcia but like were uh, they yeah, both so, like super moto diggits that just loved the navy so much that they're like where's the best place, know, place we just, could possibly do dude, this it was just their it was their only chance to just like you know one like be alone i think because we were like in the middle of turnover okay. and two like they weren't going to see each other until the boat was like back oh were they on um, opposite cruise or something Bay. yeah opposite cruise oh okay that i guess it yeah so that's still a, i mean jesus but all right it's less ridiculous i guess uh yeah so I, yeah it, yeah all right it uh <laughs> it, and, you know <laughs> i'm just like Trying to get through like the decision tree in that dude's head. Uh, uh, like, yeah, like, yeah anyway. this apartment upper level would be great. There's you perfect. Know, it's quiet right up by there. The, she can she can cry if she wants to. Right, I can cry. right by the sign that says we shouldn't be loitering up here because radiation. Oh my <sighs> That's funny. Um. Yeah. Did I? <laughs> all right. Anyway, yeah. So did the I, did uh, I hit all? Did I hit all the points? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. Yeah, I saw a, a squirrel such a, a few times. Question. And there's so much more, like. Yeah. That goes. I mean, into did that, you, like question? How much of it? Like, did you? Because you said it, it, like you assimilated a lot easier than you probably think that like other women have. Um, mm-hmm. Did you? Well, I know I have, especially my the, right. the one female I checked in with. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Is like, so what were the challenges that you kind of like missed out on? I guess not missed out on. Like, luckily avoided is probably a better a better way of saying it. That like, <sighs> and, and like, do you think that the that those types of things are the things that are going to kind of like wither up and die as? more and more female leadership comes into the submarine force um because of the way i grew up and stuff like obviously Mm -hmm. mechanics so like a gang wasn't anything like tough for me to learn yeah um like systems uh I, i don't consider myself like an intelligent person like i'm not i'm not wicked smart um but when you put things into perspectives of things that I can already relate to, um, like a, you know, a diesel motor, like it's, it's easy to, um, like relate that. So like that part was already way easier than any other like woman that had checked in had it because I just had that advantage. Um, but in terms of was the second part, you said like, so the like the stuff that you feel like uh, are it's like the tr- the challenges for women on submarines that you didn't have because of your unique context 
like do you think those types of things will like because like i mean like what you're saying unless you have that context like the the diesel stuff mm -hmm. will still be yeah. that'll always be challenging but i feel like that's true that was true for me too like i don't i didn't have any experience like right. all my brothers were like elbow deep in cars and stuff growing up and i was like on yeah. the computer so like i i never mm -hmm. uh had that uh, disposition. I'm not mechanically inclined. I'm not handy. Right. Like I've learned some stuff over time and it, like just forcing myself to do it. But, um, with the internet didn't exist, I'd probably have chopped my hand off by now building furniture. But, um, <laughs> like the, that's how like not inclined I am to be handy. So I'm like, is it, it are there challenges that you think existed when it, they first started integrating submarines that, um, like will just wither up and die as the as the force becomes integrated and it's just normal everyday yeah. operations or do you think those things will persist so yeah i think one one thing comes to mind right like so when i checked on the boat like who who do you think i was going to to get my checkouts from like gender it was all males right I mean, because probably just because point, you're so outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's so outnumbered okay. and so new, but yeah. moving forward now that we get more females in the submarine mm. force with, you know, like fish on their chest, mm. um, you know, becoming SMEs that can sign qual cards, um, you know, females don't have to like, you know, uh, work up the courage to go to the scary second class, uh, a yeah. they can go to the female, you know, with fish on her chest, that's a second right. class A-ganger. So um, I think that kind of answers your question. So if you, you know what I mean? Our like female second class A-ganger is not scary because I've met a few. And uh, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're... Yeah. So, <laughs> Shout out to uh, Taylor Noski and Elizabeth Bledsoe. I'm still scared of you. I'm kidding. I'm not scared of them. I, I knew him as a senior chief, so like I didn't have to be scared of him. Okay. But like I could see, I yeah. could see like a brand new non-qual checking in and being scared of of them like or being intimidated yeah. i guess is probably a better word yeah. but like they're because they're yeah. like they were some bad like they were they rode us uh they were on ohio and they rode uh that last okay. patrol that i did and they were incredible but like i could yeah. see them being super intimidating like i don't know did you know um did you know mma to uh Brahmin? very Brahmin? like cheerleader very sweet girl very i don't think no think she's an a-ganger so like i just said, oh she's really a cheerleader. <laughs> very sweet like very um, smile on her face and mm -hmm. that's what i was picturing like you know if i was a if i was a young female checking in and i had the option of like mma to mason buzan just this hard ass back in mm -hmm. my day yeah know, yeah <laughs> each other up or i had yeah. mma to Brittany bramman who's like okay yeah let me walk you through this ventilation checkout okay. you know what i mean like I'd be That's like, funny. Oh, MMA two brand yeah, I'm going to go to her. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, like, and like you said before, uh, the cob, you know, the first female cob, mm. the first female XO, um, it's just becoming women in submarines is becoming the new norm. Yeah. It's, it's slowly, but surely becoming, you know, the new norm. So mm. I don't, I don't think there's going to be any like, obstacles at a you know here in the near future that like you know the first wave of female submariners had to go through yeah um, so i think it will get easier in terms of integration um and the the stigma of like the old school old old thoughts like you know submarine yeah. force so i think i think we're warming up to all that
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell tell me about sense. how you got social media famous recently. <laughs> that the how how subschool made you uh made you social media famous sort of that was like i because i when i saw i saw some accounts making fun of the the junior sailor um because of, just because of the way the picture turned out and they just started trolling her and i was just like really like really dude people um, suck dude yeah, that was gross. Like I like if they're going to if like and I, I'm not saying that like they should be in the comments trashing you either. But like if you're going to mm-hmm. do that to somebody, do it to you, not to semen. No, and that's exactly. Whatever thank that, you. That's yeah. Like so for those of you that don't know, Facebook, not sub school, uh, PAO posted a um, a photo of me. Uh, it was Women's History Month, so it was very fitting mm-hmm. to, you know, yeah. put a. Makes sense. Put a little intro up there. Um, she was trying to, I think, uh, Fleet Forces Command or some other, like, SLC. No, it wasn't SLC. Some other, like, Naval Command did, like, a call. It's called Faces of the Fleet. Yeah, so it's, yeah. like, a picture of a sailor and then, like, a little snippet, like, you know, why'd you join the Navy or, like, what's yep. the best part yeah, about the, your job or something like that. The local flag command that I worked at right before I retired does does the same thing. They I think they call it Faces of the Deep or something stupid like that. But it's, yeah, like... Yep. Yeah, same thing. PAOs taking pictures yeah. of submariners, and there's a little blurb about yeah. like who they are and what they do, and yeah, yeah, and I, which I think is awesome. And I, I yeah. have a new PAO, and I love that she wanted to, um, you know, take advantage of social media and you know, mm. um, you know, get, you know, the the faces of the deep, you know, out there, and like, right. let's show show the world like who um, is you know serving in the submarine force. Mm. Um, so. It was a picture of me just, you know, in my end ups and, uh, you know, she had asked me and it's funny because she already had a written statement for me that said, um, like I, I joined the submarine force because, you know, it was a very cookie cutter answer. And I was like, no, yeah. um, I was like, I honestly, like one of the reasons I joined the submarine force was because I wanted to make history, you know, um, yeah. I wanted to, the, the way one of the guys at my first command had sold it to me when the nav admin came out was like, Hey, like, mm-hmm. Not a lot of females like get to do this or are going mm-hmm. to be able to get to do this. Um, you know, like you'll potentially be in history books and, you know, you're going to pave the way for, you know, uh, females that are, you know, following your footsteps. And I was like, that sounds, you know, awesome. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's that's why that's one of the reasons why I wanted to join the submarine force was because right. that was selfish and I wanted to make history. Yeah. Um, so. Little did I know that answer bit me in the ass because, you know, Joanne and her seven cats, uh, you know, thought that was a, that wasn't a good enough reason uh, to join the submarine force. Um, apparently I should, you know, should have joined the submarine force uh, to, uh, I don't know, honor courage commitment, you know. XYZ. Yeah, I was going to say, did any of the haters provide alternative motivations or did they just hate? Like, no, like okay, wh- what and should was, my, what same, should my motivation the have been then? Which is already my motive, like, because I want to serve yeah. my country. Like, yes. Because, yes, duh. I, yes, I'm in the like, game because I want to serve my country. Yeah, like, why, like, that's that's already, like, a given answer. Yeah, like, I, yeah. You know, it, it, so, like, that just, it blew my mind. And, you know, yeah. I, and I was just watching the comments come in, and I was mm-hmm. laughing at a lot of them. Um, <laughs> and, you know, shout out to all the people that quickly defended me. Yeah. Um, and just, like, you know put joanne and jake and yeah mr guy with no profile picture like in their place because (laughs) isis (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. 
Um, I wish I would have been aware so of it early enough to troll some of those clowns. Cause it's like, it, like I bet you, and I, I haven't seen the accounts until, so tell me if I'm wrong, but I bet you you've done infinitely more than any of these clowns in the comments <laughs> ever did for their country in any capacity ever. So it's like, what are we even talking about? Like, you're not qualified to be a I critic, mean, so shut up. I mean, Eddie Mike, Eddie Mike won the Cold War, so I don't, obviously, obviously, I don't have to <laughs> <on> him. <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's another. Oh my god, he's a whole other story. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like it was weird because most of them were, like I said, Joanne, her Facebook, she had like just a bunch of pictures of cats. There was no like served in the yeah. U.S. Navy. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. other guy I had a couple mutual friends with, so I thought, thought that was funny. Um, he It looks <laughs> like he did a four-year tour and got out. Got like, out, yeah. So it, it just, it's it's all it's all keyboard yeah. warriors, right? Like, and it's just, it's like, be happy for yeah. someone and something, right? Like, people are trying to do good, so embrace mm-hmm. that. But that'll never happen on social media, right? Um, yeah. So anyways, like, uh, that had gone up to the, you know, the PAO was briefing the CO and the XO and the CMC mm-hmm. and the XO was like, his fingers were hot. He was ready to get on there and like, you know, <laughs> tell all those people to go kick rocks. Yeah. He didn't, um, which is fine. Like I had plenty of other people like defend right. me and say like, Hey, Jesse Barnes is like, you know, done way more than you ever have yeah. or ever will. A hundred percent. So it was I didn't even have to defend myself. I didn't like, yeah, yeah. there's a few comments. Um, uh, Riley got on there and, you know, of course, <laughs> um, replied to somebody. And so, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. I knew Riley wouldn't bite know, his tongue. Like, like, like another, yeah. He had a very well, serene answer. Uh, yeah. To one of them. And it was eat my spoon with an ass or sorry. <laughs> eat my ass with, <laughs> yeah. with a spoon. Yeah. Eat, my, eat my spoon with an ass. I like that. I'll That's use that funny. one instead. But yeah. Uh, so Riley said that. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a tongue twister. Um, so I didn't even have to defend myself, which was great. But what I was worried about was when she posted, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I forget her name, Seaman, uh, yeah, the the young, yep. Yeah. And I was just like, I saw the picture and I was like, yeah, as soon as I saw the picture, I knew that wasn't going to go well, but like, and and it's by no fault of her own, but. No, but she was honest yeah, just, in her in her quote. Her reason yeah. why she wanted to, to join the submarine force was because she thought submarines were cool. Submarines yeah. are awesome. Yeah, yeah they like, are very cool. Like, <laughs> so, like, I give her credit for you know being honest. Like, yes, thank you. Submarines are cool. It didn't just people yeah. people are so quick to judge without yeah. and like you know write write something on social media without thinking. Um, and it what kills me is that she's just she's still in curriculum she's not even mm-hmm. on her yeah. boat yet you know what i mean like she hasn't even you know stepped foot on a submarine other than like a tour right. so what hurts me is that she can't defend herself on facebook where mm-hmm. i had a bunch of people defending me right you know what i mean so it it wasn't it wasn't fair to her to go through that i would have rather people continue yeah to come at me, me. Than, yeah 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 yep, so um I'll, there was a few um meme pages that were giving her credit for like mm-hmm. saying like hey at least she's honest <laughs> yeah you know, like hey yeah like submarines are cool the reason i joined the air force is because i love planes you know so some people yeah. were like 
you know, well, backing good. her up and being supportive. So mm-hmm. that that's was good. It was I, nice yeah, I, some I saw a few negative ones where they shared it and were just like laughing at. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. mean, I didn't see a lot of like horrific captions. It was just sharing it and just like the picture itself uh, and just kind of like yeah, kind of laughing at it, I guess, which I yeah. mean, yep. I guess it could have been worse, but it's just like, like, come at me, come at you, come at, come at somebody that can fight back. Like, don't come at some brand new, like sub school student. Like really? Yeah. They don't even know what the real Navy is yet. Right. She's not out there. Like it'd be different if she was out there putting like making TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's trying to be an influencer or something. Yeah. The PAO sought her out Mm -hmm. and, you know, wanted to do something cool for her. Like she didn't know that that was going to happen. You know what I yeah. mean? So and the PAO didn't know either. The PAO didn't know that it was, you know, going to blow up to this, become this big meme. Um, right. So I, I just, I feel bad for both of them. I genuinely do, but yeah. Um, people suck, dude. Yeah. Some people, but, just... <laughs> but it's funny because now they're posting men, right? Yeah. Male instructors and they're getting roasted too. So I, oh, it's that's just, interesting. It's just going to keep it. And it, there's some of them are pretty it's, good comments. Yeah. And I bet you it's just but like it's, the people from those meme pages are now making it a point to go to uh-huh. the sub school Facebook uh-huh. and roast the people. So it's like, whatever. I think so. I mean, I like, okay, but like come at the grownups. Don't come at brand new. Cause even I, I feel the same way about like if they, if they post a picture of a, a male student, like it's like they're brand new. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, they're going to have some like brain dead answers sometimes. And I don't even think submarines yeah. are cool is a bad answer. I think it's kind of a gangster answer, but no, like, whatever. Yeah. It, it, they're, they're kids. Like they don't, they haven't even been out in the wild yet. Like let them go be right. in the real Navy before you come at them sideways. Right. Because like a year into submarines, they're going to have the chops and the, and, and the friends to defend themselves. But it's like, they're going to have the, the chops to come back at you with some pretty, pretty nice, uh, some pretty nice comebacks, but That's it's just right. like, yeah, dude. Yeah. It'd be cool I, if the I, PAO did like a, it'd be cool if a PAO did like a, where are they now? Like a year later yeah. and they take the same female and she's like, yeah, yeah, it would be <laughs> nice. Like, Submarines but... are still cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could be a whole thing. Um, yeah, I just, it's, it's, I, like I was making a joke, I, like I talked to Ellison, that, like that's the podcast that'll come out before this one. Um, is he, we, me and Ellison did one the other day and we were talking about, uh, awesome. how, um, what were, I was trying to, we were talking about, um, God, I'm fucking brain fog, dude. I just scrammed. I don't remember what I was going to say. Me and Ellison uh, were talking about something in that vein about like, uh, people getting trolled or something like that. And I was trying to remember what it is. And now it's escaping me. I Damn talk it. about like Submariners Midwatch because they are the worst. No, it was. Group. Oh no, God. I, every chief Facebook group I was ever in, I immediately left. Cause it was just like the worst, like right. most ridiculous it's... crap. And it was like, Oh, we were talking about the Navy Times comment section. That's what we were talking about. So like we were talking about like how um, (laughs) it was something to do with me now that I'm retired. I can't like it's not like I'm going to call somebody's command. But even if I did, I was like, if I was still on active duty, I would hang up on me and tell me to go back to the Navy Times comment section. 
And it's like, that's the, that's the, like, the type of people that we're talking about. It's like, the cat lady was probably, like, the wife of some deceased chief that retired in Mm -hmm. 1987, you know? And so she Mm -hmm. thinks she has a license to run her mouth because her husband was in the Navy once, you know what I mean? And it's like, those are the types of people that are are trolling the comment section of something like that and being that person. And so it's just like... It's and considered the source. I'll be honest. There's there is some grown men that probably yeah. served on diesel boats that are not yeah. like hundred percent not okay mm-hmm. with the thought of women in submarines, which hurts me. It really does yeah. because like ninety nine percent of the men I have met that have served mm-hmm. in the submarine force are like, oh my god, thank you finally. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have women. Yep. I, you know, I'm so glad I'm able to witness this. Yep. Um, and I've had support from submarine veterans, that, you mm-hmm. know, Holland Club members, uh, which are the guys that have had their fish for 50 years. Yeah. You know, so like, and then you meet these people that are like, that would never happen in my Navy. You know, like I, I'm leaving the boat before you ever check in on board. And it's oh, like, bye, bye, on, like, good riddance, like pack your bags daughter? and kick rocks. Yeah, right, I don't, right. I'll never like, understand. Not only because like. If they were in the submarine force currently, I feel like most of those people would come around and only the sociopaths would be left. Like just the just the evil people would be left. (laughs) But like because parts part of it is just conditioning and the the time they grew up and the context they grew up in and whatever. Like so there's there's like a, a, a pity based forgiveness that is in my mind for most of those people. But there are some people that are probably just evil, hateful human beings. But like the, for me, like the the I, I had a question in my mind of like how it was going to be different. Right. Like because I had the right. same like when they when they said we were going to have uh, trans sailors, I was just like, OK, mm-hmm. so if I get a trans sailor, how is it going to be different for me? Like as a leader, like what needs are they going to have that are going to be different that I'm going to have to address as their leadership? Right. And I don't understand currently. So I was like trying to mm-hmm. explore that concept and when i i like i never got to talk to anybody i was trying to get Kristen back on the podcast for a while and and she now he because she's detransitioning or whatever i don't really know a lot about yeah like go like now back to chris beck i guess wow but i wanted to get because i'm like this is a perfect person you were in the navy even though it was like seals so it's like its own little community but like um huge like icon within that like community understands it all uh and you were a senior chief like I, this is perfect i'm like so i was really trying to get her and on seal yeah yeah chris and beck have you oh, never wow. seen uh oh, yeah go no. the documentary's cool but like now detransitioning okay. for whatever reason but uh the it's called lady valor uh it used to be on netflix oh. i don't know uh, but there's a whole documentary on okay. the whole you know the whole seal like seal team six like just like right. top top tier operator um, yeah. yeah just absolutely badass human and then when uh they retired they transitioned um mm-hmm. and then now transition back i don't I, and i don't know any of the like anything behind the detransition right. part but i was trying to get because and that's not even like relevant it like i was trying to get her on at the time because i was like oh this will be perfect you can provide me all the context that i i need and the and I thought it would be really valuable for other, like the audience, like, hey, if you get a, a trans sailor, this is how it's going to be different 
and it'll give you more tools. But then when we brought those female enlisted underway and I had a CS2, um, well, she was a CS3 at the time, but uh, now CS1 working at the Pentagon because she's a boss. Um, but she came underway and I was thinking the same thing. Like, how is this going to be different? Uh, like I had worked with female enlisted sailors as like a second class on my first shore duty. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of felt like I knew what I was getting myself into, but it had been a while and I was a senior chief now. And like, so I'm like, how's this going to be different to have enlisted female submariners on a submarine underway? Like what needs are they going to have that are going to be different from my male mm -hmm. sailors, blah, blah, blah. And what I discovered during that patrol was like, they're, it's not different. Like they're just sailors. They're submariners. It's not different. They have the same human needs as everyone else. I, yeah. I do what I do with my, my normal sailors where I'm just like, and normal just meaning like I only had dudes before, not that there's any difference obviously, yeah. but like, yeah. I'm just, I go into it and I'm like, okay, like how is this individual different than this other individual? What motivates them? What needs do they have? Mm -hmm. And then I lead them accordingly based on the, the skill set and experience that I have. And so it was like, it was, it was like surprising to me. But then like when I thought about it, it's like, because I, I just reflected on it a lot, especially when I started thinking about the trans thing. And I'm just like, I don't think it is going to be different. Like, I don't think if I had a trans sailor, it would be different. Like, I, I think it's yeah. like, like it's, there's nothing unique about a human being's needs while serving in the military and my needing to lead them and, and teach them how to be a submariner, because that's right. like, what I'm doing is like, I'm helping them assimilate to submarines. I'm helping them get qualified. I'm leading them so we can do the mm -hmm. same mission as the dudes have done before. Right. So it's like, what's different they're here. And that was what was interesting to me. It was like, I kind of felt like an idiot a little bit. Cause I'm just like, why would I think they're here for any other reason than to be submariners? And if that's what they're here for, that's what everybody's here for. So it's not different. It's the same. So like, that was kind of like looking back on it. I'm like, I kind of felt stupid, but it was, it was nice that I like, I got taught, I got to learn that I got taught that by like CS2 McMillan. Like she's yeah. like incredible human being. One of the best sailors yeah. I've ever had. Like I, I wanted to keep her like, I'm like, can we just not let her go back to the Ohio? Cause she was incredible. And I didn't even need the help. She was just there to get qualified. Um, but it, right. it, and it worked out great. Cause I got to get one of my sailors off for his, uh, kid being born and, uh, because I had I, like the flexibility to do that. Um, but on top of that, it was like, I got to learn that not, and not just from her, like I was standing dive. So I had a bunch of female enlisted sailors in my watch section and the other watch sections. And, and we had a, a female yeoman senior chief underway. So I got to work with her a bunch and um, mm -hmm. kind of like interact with a senior chief in the chief's mess underway on a submarine. So I got to get that experience too. And all it really did was show me that like, it's, it's not different. And she didn't want it to be different. Right. She was, Monica was cool because she explained to me, like they, they were making her sleep in uh, like birthing with like, like they had birthing for the female uh, enlisted sailors and they made her sleep there. And she was pissed. She wanted to sleep in the, in the quarters with everyone else. And she's like, yeah, I don't care. We'll put a sign on the head, like whatever. Like she was upset that she didn't get to birth in the chiefs mess with us and i was just like i mean we don't care but like the co does so like i don't know what you want right. me to do here but uh but she was like it was cool that she like she took the time to explain to us and like demonstrate through her behavior that like look it's not different we're all just here to be submariners so just treat us like submariners and we'll all be fine and it's super at simple. the end of the day like, like if you yeah if you can respond to a casualty and yeah. you know save save the sailors and save the boat like yep. that's 
you know? Yeah, it's the same. It does. Then who cares? Like if they, if they can earn their dolphins just like I did and do the job just like I did, as long as they earn it, like, okay, I don't care. Like, I, you know, like, and it's, yeah, go ahead. And there's a funny story I have to tell in regards of like, uh, needs. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, we're no different. Uh, there is a (laughs) funny story about, uh, (laughs) we had a, so we had a five week underway, uh, we were mm-hmm. taking the boat. We we're supposed to take the boat back from uh, the Middle East to back to Kings Bay. Um, mm-hmm. We're transiting across the Atlantic, and then we get a message that you know we got to go back out because you know Iran was mad. Um, okay. So we, we're we're heading back out, and uh, you know the the CEO gets over the one I'm seeing. He's like, "Hey, uh, pretty much like um, you know we had we were ordered to turn back around. Right. Uh, so we had a five week underway turn into a five month appointment." my immediate i was sitting at cams and i was like i was on watch and i'm sitting at cams and i'm just like oh my and my immediate reaction was Mm -hmm. i do not have enough tampons (laughs) to get me through i was thinking that but i was like am i being an am i being a dick right now but like yeah like i was i got burned on jimmy carter by that because like the missions would get extended constantly and so like after the first mission i was just like compulsively overpacking so like i always had it yeah i always had enough like uh shower stuff and like extra crap to like just in case we got extended forever um yeah yeah. so i'm scarred for life like it was it was rough Mm -hmm. right so yeah um, i believe it the 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 females obviously express the concerns to you know the cob yeah Um, and it, it sucks because like oh like you know god we have to pull into spain now to get the females tampons and that wasn't it like half the crew didn't have i mean you yeah you probably needed uh, everybody needed stuff so it's not because we need tampons you dork yeah we do so So he didn't he didn't say that but like you know what i mean like that's what we were well you needed food too i i bet you yeah i i'd bet you a a month's pay that uh that they had to pull in for parts, we food, packed, consumables, yeah. and everything. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody needed stuff. So shut, shut up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shut so somebody, up. yeah, somebody needed like dental work, so they had to get him off too. So he yeah. went and, like shopped in at the in Spain, mm. went to the next and got like you know all the all chiefs the like threw in some money to get all the <laughs> the females clean like, them out. Like, a, yeah, and they did, uh, yeah. and it was great. Like I'm, it was nice to. I would have went and found the manager and just been like, do you have like a pallet? So I don't like just clean. (laughs) Yeah. Like, cause here's what's going on. (laughs) Like I need all all, like a pallet of these things. Not like, yeah. yeah. Cause there's probably somewhere on base that had that, but yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's some, some of the females had enough and you know, some of us were just like, we never would have thought and like, yeah, we learned, like I learned my lesson. Like that's don't, don't underpack. Right. Yeah, but that's not, but again, like it kind of, it's illustrative of this, of the point that it's not really different because they would have been in the same situation had there been no female sailors on board because they would have needed food consumable. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, that's just what happens when you get extended, but there's definitely times where a boat gets extended. Like, cause like when Carter would get extended, it was like, we kind of knew already. It was part of the check-in process. It was like, make sure you pack for more than you think you're going to need. You know what I mean? And like, I would go talk to the CEO and be like, I, I wasn't allowed to know the mission or uh, know, like, we would know kind of how long we were going to be underway. But like, I'd go to the CEO who was obviously briefed on everything and read in on everything. And I'd be like, hey, sir, 
how much food do you want on board? Like not. And it was the question wasn't like, how long are we scheduled to be underway? It's like, how long do you Mm -hmm. think we could potentially be underway so that I can Mm -hmm. plan for that? And then he would tell me, like, this is how many days of food I want to have to allow for the operational flexibility and blah, blah, blah. So it's like. I couldn't imagine doing like that job. Like that must be so frustrating. And like, (laughs) I, I just, I give, I give you guys credit. I give, you know, all of supply it's credit. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. I, just you guys. It, I remember doing like freezer unloads. Oh God! To putting everything yeah. in the in cruise mess and just mm-hmm. counting, and it yeah. was just so cold. Yep. And I'd be like, like I'd find a box of like Dino nuggets, and you know, not I'm just making up <laughs> yeah, Dino nuggets because no, I, I, I just saw them at Costco today, and I'm like, <laughs> CSC. I was like, when the fuck did we get Dino nuggets? <laughs> uh, oh, it's an F bomb. That's uh, fine. I got it. <laughs> So, you know, it's like, yeah, and it just, I don't know. You guys just impressed me with it. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say this right now. I got fat every underway and deployment because of your bread, because of the, yeah. the bread recipe on fat the boat. Bombs, I baby, so let's much, go. There's so much fat in hot God. rolls. It's, we call them fat bombs. Like there's so really? much fat in those dinner rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Like really? Oh yeah. Like I forget nowadays I, I forget there. the measurements, but like I used to have that recipe memorized. And it was like it, yeah. the hot roll dough, which a lot of cooks because on submarines especially because they're not classically mm-hmm. trained, they don't understand like what type of dough is appropriate for what mm-hmm. application. But so they would because hot roll dough is so full of fat, it's like a really soft, delicious dough, right? So um, they would use it for everything. So like most boats you go on, they're making hot roll dough for like pizza dough and for like all this other yeah. stuff that it's yeah. not intended for at all. Because like pizza dough right. traditionally is a very lean dough. Like there's not a lot of fat yeah. in it and it's usually olive right. oil. Um, mm-hmm. So like they don't, they didn't understand that. And so they were using it for like everything. So every boat I'd get to, they were using hot roll dough for Fatten everything. Up like, crew. Yeah. And I'm just like, stop it. Not only because I don't want to carry this much shortening, but also it's just not the right. Like, because when you make right. a proper pizza dough, it tastes way better. But like they just didn't know. And that maybe was the best hated, option. Yeah. Maybe that's why I yeah. hated my pizza and I hated pizza everybody night. does until somebody teaches them how to make pizza the right way. That's what's so frustrating about classes, which is what. Well, when yeah, I, cooked. Oh my God. yeah. Well, and what's funny too, is like a lot of times somebody on the crew is classically trained and it's not a cook. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. I've encountered that so many times. Like I had an a ganger that was like really like experienced chef in the civilian world and then joined the Navy and became an a ganger for some reason that I can oh. still can't explain. Oh and like he works at like the, one of the refit facilities that's local uh, nowadays doing a gang related things. But it was like, he used to travel and, like all over the world. And he was, he's incredible. Um, same thing with a couple other guys that they would have, they had culinary degrees or like significant experience in the civilian industry before right. they came in. And so they'd come hang out in the galley with us and cook good food. And it's like, you can learn things from people like that. But yeah. like a lot of people don't because most of the CS community is not classically trained. Like I'm, I'm an right. alien in that, like I got a fancy culinary degree and some civilian experience. So like I, I had the capacity to, yeah, I got a Johnson Wales culinary degree and um, when I was on my first shore duty in Connecticut. So I was driving up to Providence, oh. Rhode Island every weekend for like a year and a half. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's, I got real lucky. Like my first leading MS, cause I'm old, uh, was my, he, our food service officer got fired for some reason before I showed up, like mm-hmm. for stealing or being incompetent or something. 
So uh, he was a, a CS chief at the time about to retire and he was the food service officer filling in until we got a new supply officer. Um, and so when I showed up, I like negotiated this deal with them to go to culinary school on weekends. And, um, and I would like work, I would like, they made me uh, the bake shop guy and I would like come in at, on weird hours and just like do the work I would have done when I would have had duty on the weekends. Cause we we're on a five and two, like alternating. So every other weekend yeah. you're at work. Um, and so I would this? come in like, huh? What command was this? This was submarine base, new London. I was at the base galley. Oh, at the, okay, yeah. okay. my first shore duty. I was at cross hall galley. Um, okay. so yeah. And, and I would like come in and weird hours and like do all my work. And so that they would have the desserts that they needed over the weekend. And then I'd be at school. Um, but yeah, like it's, you normally don't have the capacity to do that with an OCS division. Like nobody gets a culinary degree. And like I was this, an instructor and the senior enlisted leader at CSA school. And it's a joke. Like it, it drives really? me absolutely nuts. Yeah. The whole time I was there, I was like pulling out chunks of my hair going like this, like this isn't a, a, like you might as well delete the school. Like if this is all the funding and instructional hours I'm going to get, you might as well just delete it because they're not learning anything. Like by the time, they have it's a 25 training day school and you lose like the first and last day at least to like in doc and all the right. stuff you have to do to mm -hmm. get them like uniforms and stuff and then mm -hmm. uh the last day to graduation and then they leave right um and then that's at least that so you're you're getting like maybe 22 21 training days and then they go on leave for 14 to 21 days, depending on if they're going overseas or not. And then they go to their first yeah. command. So it's like they spend almost as much time on leave as they do in school. So like they data dump everything and it's not enough time. Like if you go get a civilian certificate, uh, just a certificate, not even an associate's degree, a certificate right. will take you six months to a year. Like the fastest one I could find was six months long. And it's like, six months to be like an entry level culinary worker in the civilian industry. So it's like, of course the cooks aren't great at their job because they've never been it's properly in trained box, in it. Dude. Yeah. It's just like leadership development education, which is why I do this. Like yep. it's the same concept. Like they just don't want to mm -hmm. put any time or effort into teaching them, but then everybody bitches and moans about right. the quality of the food on ships and submarines. And it's like, well, yeah, of course it sucks. Like, of course it does. And there are anomalies out there for sure, but there are yep. anomalies because we don't do a good job of preparing them like and teaching them how to actually do it. And it's like the, the, you can, it's, it's, you can tell when you, and I'm just going down a rabbit hole, so I'm going to stop soon because people, most people don't care, but like the, the, um, you can tell that. when, like if you, if you have a classical education and you go look at the curriculum of CSA school, for instance, you can tell like mm -hmm. whoever did this and whoever's responsible for like building and managing it has no idea what they're talking about. Like they're just, it's not built by people that are educated. And, and it's, so it's like, so if, it's like the blind leading the blind, just like the leadership development stuff. So it's like, it's mm -hmm. super frustrating because like, I'm, I'm really passionate about CSs and the, in like the community and really yeah. defensive of them. But it's like, it sucks because you can't defend uh, like there was this thing going around for a while. Um, you can't really defend the food quality generally because a lot of times it sucks really bad. Like it's just like a lot of incompetence and a lot of just like bad leadership and bad management, but also like the people that are charged with leading it don't know what they're doing either. 
You know, like a lot of the CSCs and CSCSs that you meet in the fleet don't know how to cook either. Like not really. Like they figured some stuff out over time and trial and error and stuff, but it's like they don't actually know how to cook. And so, and then the ones that do, like, this is the really gross part is all the talent usually ends up in the enlisted aid community. Like, that's where the culinary artists are. Mm -hmm. Like, they go enlisted aid. Like, that's where McMillan is. She was incredible. She's an enlisted aid now. So it's like they all go there and do fancy culinary things. And then the fleet sailors just, you know, continue to rinse and repeat the same cycle of incompetence. Yeah. We had a guy for, come from the White House, and we were like, "Please, mm-hmm. please, for the love of God, yeah. just do something like different." And he did; mm-hmm. he killed it. And I like, yeah. I'm. We were so thankful for him. So mm-hmm. it takes just a little bit of care. Yeah, it's it's knowledge. It, we just, you know, it's knowledge. Yeah. That's all it is. Like everybody can do it if you teach them, and it's. It, but you have to have the capacity to teach. Like you have to have the right. level of knowledge yeah. and experience to teach them how to do those yeah. things. And it's like. 99% of CSSs and just CSs on the surface side don't have mm-hmm. that knowledge and experience right. by no fault of their own because the institution doesn't educate them. Like it's as simple right. as like sign a contract with a couple of community colleges on the East and West coast and let them mm-hmm. teach the, the culinary yeah. competence part and then it's put them through idea. the, yeah. put them through the existing learning sites to learn the Navy part of it. Cause we got our own Navy paperwork and all that other crap. Mm-hmm. But then like, yeah, I mean, problem solved like but we don't like outside of the enlisted aid community we don't have the competence in like gen pop to uh like populate the a school even if they made it six months long with people that have the capacity to teach it the right way Mm -hmm. like you would have to just like Mm -hmm. pillage the enlisted aid community or make civilians do it and either way it's like you know like we, we do have the capacity in the enlisted aid community i just don't know that we could like take 25 enlisted aides away right. that have that level of experience right. and make them the instructors yeah. at, at the a school but yeah yeah that'd be the only way to get that level of competence in there um but yeah yeah it's it's unfortunate yeah. tell me how you really feel <laughs> every time somebody gets me on a cs rant this is how it ends up because yeah. like it's so passionate i love it it's so frustrating because it's like and it very much mirrors my, the the reason why I do the leadership development stuff, like, cause mm-hmm. it's this, it's like the same thing. I think it's, I think this stuff's more important, obviously, but like, I'm really passionate about the CS community, and it's just, it's the same thing. It's just like the blind leading the blind. Uh, nobody wants to put any time or effort into teaching them how to do the job, but then they all like everybody universally bitches and moans about the quality of the food, and it's like, okay, well then get the capacity in here to teach them how to do it correctly. It's just like every sailor in the Navy complaining about leadership, like, and how all their leadership sucks. And it's like, okay, well maybe just maybe we should spend some time on leadership development and education, but you know, here we are. So have you gotten to do any of the NLEC ELD stuff? And what is this? The NLEC ELD stuff, like the enlisted leadership development classes. No, uh, um, I want like no, you should I, try I, to get in that chief one. I'm yeah, curious I, to know. Uh, so I, I can't go to um, what is it? SCA, obviously. Right. Um, I think it'd be an E eight. Like you, E7 so or you can go as a seven, but you get you the at least the way I the way it used to be. EPs. 
yeah, there's some crap, like some prerequisite yeah. stuff. And then you need yeah. like your force to sign off on it. But then uh, you just get on like a wait list, like a standby list. And if it doesn't fill up with yeah. eights and nines, yeah. then you can go. But like that, I went as a chief and it was awesome. But I'm talking about they have like a CPO leadership development classes that's specifically for sevens through ELD yeah, yeah, that uh, I'm curious about. Yeah, we do have that. We do have that here. And I do want to go through. Um, believe it or not, I'm a yeoman right now. So I'm a CPPA and I, I'm in, oh. uh, responsible for like transferring students out of school um, yeah. to the fleet. So um yeah, I guess this was like a mini little redistribution. Um, they pulled me out of uh, like teaching ITS school um, yeah. and put me in uh, N1, it's which bizarre. is like student admin. So which yeah. is fine. Um, I'm learning a lot. This will be good for like. It'll uh, make like you a better teacher. chief. Yeah. 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 I to think, fix and, and pay has, issues. Learned, for, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like so, like yep. submitting trouble tickets through this program called Salesforce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm learning a lot about like orders and like different ACC codes. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's nice. I'm not upset about being in, you know, in an administrative position at yeah. all. Um, I'm, I'm thankful because I genuinely think it will make me a better chief. So it will. And, and um, it'll, if you want to stick around and be a cob and stuff too, it's going to provide you yeah. a level of understanding yeah. on institutional stuff. That's, it's going to, it'll be really good. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm thankful, but um, I'm going back to teaching um, the ITS pipeline soon. So I'm excited about nice. that to get back in uh, my rate before I go back to a boat. Yeah. So what do I'm you stoked, uh, I'm for that? What do you want to What do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what's your What's your long term <laughs> goal? Um, I mean, the right answer is always to you know qualify cob. Be a no, cop, it's so. not. You like if you want to be, do it. If you don't, don't. Whatever. No, I mean, like, who who wouldn't who wouldn't want to be a cob, right? And I'm I'm sure if you don't want to be a cob, there's some you know good reason as to why you don't. But yeah, right. I would love to be a cob. Um, that's long term, obviously, right? Mm. Like, I'm a I'm a boot chief. I've only been for eight years, um, so I've got you know I've still got so much to learn. Um, yeah. But as of right now, I am slotted to go to um, the District of Columbia the USS DC. Oh, okay. Um, which is gotcha. the yep first of its class, the Columbia class. So hmm. uh, this is all verbal. Um, yeah. It's one of those things where like, I have to see it in black and white before like yeah. I believe it. Right. So that's why I like to, you know, so you're pre-comming um, then. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it's, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I heard it, that's it, rough, it, even though you're not going to see like, which I don't quite so understand, but that's what I've heard too, right? And I ask anybody that's been on a PCU, I'm like, hey, like, mm -hmm. what was your experience? Right. Um, there's pros and cons, right? Yeah. Um, the Columbia is still, uh, it's so new that mm -hmm. I'll be part of initial manning and I'll be in an office building for the first two yeah. years. Yeah. So the first like year and a half, two years are great until like the boat starts coming together and habitability starts becoming a thing, right? And then that's when like, yeah. That's when I'm on the boat for like, you know, 12 hours, 12, 16 hours right. a day. Okay. So, um, it, so it, blessing and a curse, pros and cons. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be rewarding because it's a first of its class, mm -hmm. right? It's the Columbia project. It's under a lot of eyes right now. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that part of, you know, just, uh, being a part of like a, a really big project. Um, but yeah. don't get me wrong. I think part of me is really going to wish that I went back to sea. Um, 
but yeah, I, mean, I mean, I, I do. I'm, I am going to ask for a ride. I do want to go on a ride. Yeah, I was. That's all. That's what I was going to say is just go out on rides. Like, just volunteer yourself yeah. to go out on rides so you can get qualified dive if you didn't already, and like yep. you get the some of that experience doing those types of things. Um, especially if you if your long term goal is to be a cob, I would be thinking about those types of things too. Like, like yeah. what can I do to set myself up for that? Because like. One of the things I was talking to, um, we were doing the live stream, I think like a week ago and we were, I was talking to somebody that was a career counselor and, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, it's gonna, that's going to set you up for, to, for being a really good chief. Cause it's the type right. of program where it's like, you get so much awareness of like institutional oh expertise yeah. type things like the mm-hmm. programs and you get to interact with a lot of those programs in a way that like when you're just being a good like LCPO for your sailors, knowing all that stuff, like knowing the Milpers man in that way and how to navigate those programs and interact with ECMs and all this other crap. It's like, yeah, I mean, it, it helps a ton. And like just being aware of like the reenlistment stuff and how SRBs work and how the reenlistment request process works and all that crap. It's like, it's a big deal. And it, it lets you like, uh, just take way better care of your sailors when you have that kind of awareness right. of those types of programs. Um, and it's, it's so scary so yeah. because there's, there's days where, uh, my leadership is talking about, and this is like, you know, this mm. is like 12 to 16 year, you know, chief senior chiefs. And they're talking about yeah. stuff that I've never heard of. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Holy crap. Like, should I know about that? And it's, it's terrifying being so behind the curve, but I have to remember, uh. like, I'm, I'm still, I'm you're young yeah. and I have to you're you're not going to have that level of awareness until like you're just starting to do it like with the CPPA mm-hmm. thing yeah. it, it was great right. um being in those types of positions will be really helpful the, but even like being an instructor is going to be helpful too um it's going to yeah. make you a better trainer it's going to make you like you, that experience is going to be good uh, just the public speaking aspect of it if you're cob you're standing in front of the whole crew at all hands call and all this other stuff so like um, there's lots of experiences that are going to be like good, but I think you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. But also, also though, be, like I would say, do spend some time studying those things a little bit. Like I wouldn't freak out about it, but like, I think familiarization with the Milpers man, familiarization with like the correspondence mm-hmm. manual, the eval manual, yeah. the advance oh, manual, yes. <laughs> you should really, you should really yeah. know those books. Um, yeah. Because what what you end up running into is like if you just operate on like the stuff you learn during the chief season, which a lot of which can be tribal knowledge or something I heard once or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. like then you you're going to run afoul of those systems when you don't understand the policy that's actually in the policy documents. And then you're your sailors evals are jacked up or they don't make uh they don't make e5 and you don't have the capacity to review their profile sheet and add everything up and realize they have points missing because you didn't know that the Uh nav admin lists the range of dates for the eval promotion ratings that are supposed to be counted as that part of their pma Mm -hmm. point calculation and oh god where do i even find out how to calculate the pma points well it turns out it's in Uh the advancement manual so it's like there's just this resistance people seem to have like oh yeah there's people for that like we have yeoman and ps's for that like that's not my job Mm -hmm. but it's like doing collateral duties like being the eso or being the command career counselor Mm -hmm. or the cppa stuff you're doing now like all of that puts you in the position to learn on the job but you can also just open the book and it's like 
and look it up yourself. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't take that long. Cause there, it, when you open up mm-hmm. like the advancement manual, for instance, most of the advancement manual is largely irrelevant. Like talking about like combat, uh, meritorious advancement program. Like when are you ever going to interact with that? Never. All right. Unless world war three happens and you guys are shooting yeah. torpedoes at other submarines, but it's like the, um, a lot of the stuff that's in there, it's like you're, you're going to be focused on like three chapters out of the whole reference. So like you could do that in an afternoon, like just go through it and read it. And and then, you know, I don't know, give training on it or just highlight some stuff and, and keep it in a binder or something. But it's just knowing where to look is really important. Like it's not like mm-hmm. you, you like reviewing it and then just knowing where to look the stuff up, because like that's the other thing is like those instructions get revised and updated pretty frequently. So you have to go reference them anyway. And then it's like, you just like knowing where to look keeps you out of trouble when it's time to do those things. So like, right. uh, when I'm reviewing packages for people for the, the chief's board stuff, it's like, I know where to look. So it's like, whether or not I'm, I'm have it all memorized. It's like, if I know where to look and, and I, confoundingly most people don't and it's like oh my god like there's so much like and you probably experienced this prior to making chief you and riley it's like there's so much just absolute garbage out there in the ether about how we make chiefs and like what you should be worried about and no one takes the time to just open the book and look like if you open the advanced domain or like you just start at the nav admin like that's the easiest place to look and it'll tell you Go look at this Milpers Man article. Go look at the Navy Advanced Manual, these chapters, and look at this Nav Admin, and it'll tell you everything you need to know. And it's like, but no one seems to like want to look at that. And then everybody thinks like the Chiefs Board is this like enigma. And it's like, no, there's training. There's a PowerPoint right. slide deck linked on my Navy HR that'll give pictures of the room that we're in, like the little yeah. remote that we push the, the press yeah. 100 now, like yeah. all yeah. that crap is in there. And like, I have a whole YouTube training video podcast thing about it, but it's like, it's not a mystery if you know where to look. And right for some reason, most people don't know where to look and don't try to find out and just operate in this tribal knowledge. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to like scatter these chicken bones and like, mm. b- like build a, a monument to the gods and just hope that I make chief. And it's like, Oh my right. God, why dude? But yeah, it's a lot of it. I, I don't think you're, you're not as behind as you think you are. You're just where you are mm. in your development, but also right go out of your way to get that awareness. Like it's just going to make you a better chief. Um, but it's not something you need to be like panic studying before because you're behind, like you're not right. behind. You yeah. Know? So. I'll read the correspondence manual to fall asleep. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not a fun read, but like what no, I would, what I would do. Yeah. What I would do is just like when I was writing a letter, I would go look up how to, mm. how to format a letter properly yep. instead of being the guy that just emails it to the yeoman so they can Assumes. yeomanize it. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. like, cause right. half the yeoman don't do it right either. Like, mm-hmm. like they don't read the correspondence manual, not yeah. half of them, but like yeah. some of the people I've interacted with, like they'll, they'll send it back to me. And like, because I spend so much time in the correspondence manual or I used to, it's like I immediately would recognize that it wasn't done correctly. And I'm like, that's not mm-hmm. what supposed to be. So like I just stopped having them yeoanize my stuff. I was just like, unless I had to route it through them for like a CO signature right. or something. Right. Um, Cause they would just do it wrong. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's a book for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, almost oh, anything man. you could think of in the Navy, there literally is an instruction. Yeah, for there's an instruction for grilled with, cheese. You know, correspondence. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> the like there's a server with tomato soup. Yeah, there's there's an instruction for every like literally everything. Uh, yeah. And if there's not, you can just make a TSO. Like that, that was a meme recently. Did you know that? Like, what? Did you know that announcement that came out saying that like something about grilled cheese and they had to like that like navy naval ships had to serve it with like tomato soup. Oh well, so what had happened was like so the navy has what's called a navy standard core menu, and some bonehead in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, at NAVSUP, or like maybe even higher, I don't know, like high, 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 high up decided that it would be a great idea to standardize the menu across the entire fleet. And they justified it based on like nutritional value. And um, if we standardize all the catalogs, then all the food that you need will be available in whatever port you go to, which isn't true. Right. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. like, it's not, you can't, and it's stupid Um, and all this other stuff. But basically what they, what they ended up doing was one, like really, like negatively affected food quality just by making a, a like a bunch of people who are incompetent at their at this job wrote a menu for the whole navy and it, it's hot garbage and then the nutritional crap that they did is based on pseudoscience and just it's hot garbage and the then the yeah yeah the the it's called go for green it's just a brain dead program like the the Love best it. example i found was like a roast turkey just roasting turkey breast like the boneless turkey breast we get on the boat just mm-hmm. roast turkey nothing all i did was put it in the oven and make it hot is yellow in that color-coded system but uh turkey cutlets that i dredge in flour and soak in olive oil and then put on the griddle green science <laughs> and i'm like nice. uh, like idiots but anyway um and so like the and then the, the entire like the armed forces recipe service hot garbage because it was designed by people that didn't know what they were doing um so but the that menu the real reason that they did it was to save money and that's just like the saying the quiet part out loud is if you the more like if you buy in bulk, the contract says it you get discounts, right? So like with all of the prime vendor people, like the civilian companies that we order our foods through, if I if every menu is the same, we're gonna order more of the same line items in bulk because we're all ordering the same thing. So they limited our catalog to what they call this master load list for the Navy Standard Core menu. Mm-hmm. And so then now we're all just ordering a shitload of ground beef and and all like chicken breasts and all the same things. So the more we order in bulk, the cheaper it becomes for the government. And it's like, okay, neat, but the food sucks for lots of reasons, which we've already talked about. And because that menu is just garbage. And they part of what they did when they when they made it, when they standardized it, put one of the updates. I don't know if it was like that from the very beginning. I think it was. Um, but like I, when I got back to my last boat, I, it was the first time I had really adhered to it. Cause we just kind of like didn't on Jimmy Carter because I just did whatever I wanted to. Cause it was Jimmy mm-hmm. Carter, <laughs> but, and I, we made really good food, but on my last boat, I was, uh, worried about passing an SMI four months after I checked in. So I was adhering to the, like maliciously complying to that menu because it was a, it used to be a red line for failing the inspection if you weren't mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things was every other Sunday, the meal changed and it wasn't grilled cheese and tomato soup and nuggets or whatever the hell it always was. Right. And so like 
to just revolt. Like the first time we served that meal, the crew almost mutinied. And I'm like, I didn't write the menu. You. Leave me alone. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, after SMI's over, I'll do whatever you want. But until then, shut up and color. Um and yeah, it was it's I think they I don't know if they've updated it and changed it back, but yeah, it's the the Navy standard core menu sucks. The AFRS sucks. Um, the, the way in which we govern the entire food service institution in the Navy is just hot garbage. It's, and it's because that we don't have many culinary professionals in the Navy. Like they're in the enlisted right. aid community. None of them are in positions at NAVS up at the highest level to make any kind of real decisions. So what you get is the blind leading the blind and it's just horrific. Like, and I don't know what you would what you could do to change it um mm -hmm. besides start educating like sign Train, contracts yeah. with some yeah with some yeah. civilian culinary schools and start actually educating people and it's still yeah. going to take a couple of navy generations to breed out all the incompetence oh, yeah. that are like this is not how you make Absolutely. that yeah it is you want to see the book like <laughs> but yeah because i'm i had a, a culinary degree and a bunch of training and like well i didn't have a culinary degree on my first boat but i i grew up in civilian restaurants so like I remember showing up and just having a meltdown because they were just, I'm like, you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> like nobody here knows how to cook. Um, and then, yeah, like it would just, uh, I was instantly the best cook on board because I had real training and it was just like, oh my God. Like I thought for sure everybody was going to be good at, good at it because they'd been doing it for a while. I just had to learn the submarine part of it. Like how do, how do I get this meal out on a submarine while it's underway? And maybe it takes an angle and, compressed timelines back like because back then we're right. on you know eight, uh six hour watches so you have less time to prepare the meal um yeah yeah blah 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 but anyway um you're, you're yeah i mean i feel like this would be a decent place to wrap up um you got any save rounds or alibis anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to hit um, you're just leaving it up to me Something so something that's funny <laughs> that I, I I don't I don't know if I talked to Allison about this, but um, uh -huh. when uh, when Riley first met me, mm -hmm. you know this goes back to the you know integrating women in submarines. Riley hated me, like <laughs> why we were we were so we were at the pool right. We were doing a PST like I was getting ready to go to dive school or something, mm -hmm. um, and he was doing a PST to requalify, and um, he's like. Oh, like this, this chick is, you know, just going to get everything handed to her. Cause she, because oh, uh, she's pretty and, you know, like she's going to get her calls, like just blazed and, yeah. you know, and it's, and he didn't know me at the time. Like he, he was on the Georgia at the time and I was on the Florida. Oh, okay. And, uh, and uh, so it, it was just that, you know, small experience. Like mm. I just, I remember seeing him and like, like, Oh, like there's, that guy, you know, it's yeah. the tall skinny dude that's, you know, doing a PSC, whatever. Like, um, uh, so he didn't tell me that, but, um, until like recently and then, uh, come to find out, like, you know, he got to know me and then realized like the kind of person I was. Um, and then, you know, we became friends and then, you know, mm. um, uh, that's all she wrote, like, you know, and now, yeah. Now we're gonna now we like kiss on the mouth and stuff, but um, <laughs> but it's just it's just funny. Like I just I, uh, I proved I proved Riley wrong. Like and I yeah. love 
And I love that, like, I was able to do that. And I love that, you know, women right. can continue to, like, prove people wrong that, like, like, hey, like, this isn't a boy's world anymore. Or, you know, mm-hmm. women can make history, too. Or, uh, you know, diversity is what this is about. Like, we need diver- diversity, yeah. you know, in, in all aspects of the military. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't news to anybody. Like, we are yeah. almost fully integrated. Like, you know. Uh, well, that's why, all, you know history and heritage is like super important to me. And I heard you talking to Ellison yeah. about how you just learned who Loretta Walsh was, uh, during the chief season. And I was like, so Oh my God, how dare you? Loretta perfectus Walsh. Just Walsh, like, I, yeah. I have a shirt for her on the Deagots you know, Apparel maybe... website. Come on. Oh man. really? Oh yeah. Okay, Shirts and hoodies. Check them out. Um, um yeah, yeah, I, I, I was appalled that I, didn't know that yeah. I was like, and she's mm-hmm. from the same that, area that I'm from in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I heard you say that, and I was just like, "Oh my!" She's buried there too. She's buried in her hometown, so like her, her, you could visit her, her tombstone and stuff. The what kills me is like that. One of my favorite things to do during the chief season um, was to tell other people about their their heritage, right? So like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite things, like I'd inc- inc- uh, encounter a bosun's mate and uh, tell him about. Uh, <laughs> like and Bye. BMC Anderson and like, just like yeah. all, like I, I would tell all these people their like their heritage and just kind of yeah. like give them a hard time. Like, how do I know this? And you don't know this Yeah, um, because That's like, I would troll people with, with CS heritage as well, because they would try to talk smack about like how cooks mm-hmm. like aren't real yeah. like sailors or, and it's like, Oh really? Okay. Tell that to all the like like because everybody knows about dory miller but not a lot of people know about like leonard Harmon, william pinkney the six medal of honor winners and all this like uh jacob wasby and like the first chief in the the first mention of the term chief in relation to rate of rank was a cook like i'll play your silly little games so like the what's funny is is like when you get to encounter people that like don't even know their own heritage and they want to talk smack and then so it's like oh how do i know this and you don't know this so like that's what I thought was funny because I was just like, God damn it, Jesse, how do you not know who Loretta Walsh is? Because it's and like they, so that's maybe, what's funny is like they've been making history, they've been doing it, and it's like yeah. you just go back and and study uh, that kind of stuff, and you get to kind of because that was something that well, like cooks have my whole career, we've been the underdogs, you know what I mean? And it's like oh, mm-hmm. when I was an A school instructor. Um, they a lot of the students just didn't want to be there a lot of them got recycled from other a schools that they like didn't do well academically mm-hmm. in or, yeah. or whatever maybe there was a disciplinary issue um and or like their asvab score wasn't high enough so that like they it was mm-hmm. the only job they could do or something like that and so they'd show up to the a school and be like bummed about it and but then i'd get them all gassed up on all those stories and it's like oh no like you're like this is the you're lucky to be here it's a privilege to be standing here because like you're standing effectively in the same place as that dory miller and leonard Harmon and william pinkney did so like shut your mouth and be proud of it and like would educate them on all that heritage and what i found was like it worked really well but also like my staff didn't know half that stuff i i tell the story on the podcast all the time about like they came in one day said the students were motivated and said there was a like a it was a sum of a bunch of circumstances, but like, I just blew my top. Like I just lost it. And I was in front of the student population, just like really passionately uh, talking about all of this heritage and how they're lucky to be there. And it's the best rate in the Navy and blah, blah, blah. And when I got done, like I'm doing this mind you for the benefit of the students. And when I got done, I had like half a dozen staff members walk up to me and be like, 
I didn't even know that. Like, and I like you got me gassed up, <laughs> like all these like 18 year first classes and stuff. Oh my God. And so I was just like, oh my God, like, how do you not know this? Cause a lot of it too is like a lot of our, the CS heritage is tied up in, it's like, it's inseparable from like African American heritage in the, in the Navy. And most of my staff was African American and they didn't know any of that stuff. They know who Dory Miller is end of list most of the time. And so like Leonard Harmon, William Pinckney, both African American sailors who have ships named after them, like current present day ships that are serving like they're out in the blue ocean doing haze gray underway things right now named after cooks. And so I'm just like, how do you not know this? (laughs) Like, and so like, it would, it would be like a, uh, thing that I, I like I was already passionate about it but it became a really strong leadership tool for me because uh you can get people excited about things like that because you're part mm-hmm. of that story now so like yeah. for for female sailors and there's a ton of them like there's uh, like another one for you to be and I forget her name but there's a diver um I just saw a story that got shared by like the hit Navy history and heritage command or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know you're, um, yeah, uh, there's a, I know you're talking about yeah, like a proper diver, like a deep sea diver. And I forget her name. The first, the first female. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and Loretta Walsh. And there's like lots of stories like that. Yep. Shannon Kent. um, Yeah. Shannon Kent. And I mean, that's recent enough that like, yeah, I mean, good God. Yeah. But there's all kinds of stories like that out there that you can just get these, uh, female sailors on submarines all gassed mm. up about and it's like mm-hmm. and, and they're not all submarine specific but it's like like you're a chief you're a chief female chief Loretta Walsh first female chief and first mm-hmm. female enlisted sailor in the entire freaking navy mm-hmm. like that's a pretty good place mm-hmm. to start and it's yeah. like and it's something that'll get them excited because her story is bananas like she died nursing people back to health from influenza while she was right? b- busy you know what I mean like her story's bad hours. and mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's that's just but that's just like one amongst many that like I feel like people should leverage more often because it gets people excited because if you can do it in a way where it's like like you're doing what she did like you're part of that story now like this is your story now it's not her story it's our story you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like you're Mm -hmm. like and, and that's what I feel like gets lost on people when they get talked at about naval history is like like it's not this isn't just some abstract thing like you're on like the same timeline now like you're, you're part there, of the yeah, same story yeah. this her heritage her story yeah. is your story now so it's like yeah this is cool like you should be excited about this and so mm-hmm. yeah it's like it can be it can be very very motivating but also i had to give you shit about not right. knowing who Loretta Walsh was so here we are it's so embarrassing. That's fine. You know now. <laughs> you can just your punishment is your homework well, is to go buy one of my shirts. Perfect. That's that's good. Then I'll, I'll pay it forward. Too. I like that idea. I like. I really like that idea of you know messing with people about their own heritage and like mm-hmm. you know kind of schooling them. It's fun. Um, it's like, fun. So, yeah. You should. Like yeah. That. You should definitely do that with people, especially like chief heritage is usually the harder rates, especially. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if you can, during the chief season, if you're talking like at a corpsman <laughs> about some corpsman <laughs> history, Oh yeah. my God. Like it'll, it'll, yeah, it's fun. And like, cause like submariners know submarine history. So it's like, wow, well, why don't mm-hmm. you know chief history? You know, like, right. why don't you know right. Jacob Wasby was a ship's cook served with like mm-hmm. served with John Paul Jones on the USS Alfred. Ask me, you know, like I, you just study. Like, and it's, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff out there that, um, yeah, 
it's fun to troll people with when, when they don't know that it's like, Oh really? Yeah. Like, you want to talk about trolling? Yeah. Oh yeah. But, and you're educating people. Well, you're doing a public service. Yes. It's not even really trolling. Is it? I don't know. Like I'm just telling no, you about your own educating. heritage. Educating. Yeah. Yeah. Just like increasing your level of knowledge. You're welcome. Yeah. God. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Your heritage. Yeah, I I appreciate you. This was fun. Um, long time coming. I should have we should have done this forever ago because I've had Riley on a few times and uh, or mm-hmm. at least talked to him and ha- like it was something that like I I had I've listened to you probably three or four times on only on the Midwatch. Uh, shout out to Allison mm-hmm. and the homies. Um, but like yeah, for some reason I just like I don't know why I just was like and, and for some reason because of your Facebook profile. I didn't put together that you were the same person because your last, you're Jesse Barnes, but your thing on Facebook is something else. (laughs) And so I'm like, what, like, what is this the same person? Because people would say, do you know what it is? No, it's backwards. I'm assuming backwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But that's what I mean. But like my students can't find me. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Like I didn't know. I was wondering what it, like what the story was because I was confused. Cause I was like, "Is, is this, is this the same person or not? Like, I don't know. Like, but people would refer to, to you as Jesse Barnes. And then I saw your Facebook thing and I'm like, oh, maybe it's not. And I didn't want to get your name wrong either. Yeah. And be that guy. Just look so. for Riley and you'll find me. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever Riley is, I am. I, I thought like, he shaved his mustache like after pinning. What happened? What like, let's, he can t- we, uh, I think it's horrific. I think, he t- I, think I just, do you, I I like do you approve? I do. Uh, okay. Then I that's, do. it doesn't do. matter. I then. like it. It doesn't matter. Right, you're not the one That's kissing fine. him on the lips. I know. Yeah. I thank God because it'd be like Velcro, anyways. <laughs> I know, right? We'd get tangled up, and then we'd basically be like conjoined <laughs> twins, and it'd be weird. I'd be obviously the better looking of the two, but that's another story for another time, kids. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We do have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't compete with all this gray hair in my beard. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. This was dope. I had fun. Well, we should do it again. I, you, you should be on the live stream that I think is going to happen on Thursday. Well, if you that decide to do it at a time that's reasonable. I um, will try to do it earlier. I did it. It was, was it, it had there? something to do with, uh, so I'm on West Coast time. So three hours behind you. Mm-hmm. But uh all right. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, we had a good time. Uh, <laughs> it's fun talking to submariners. Um, I, I feel like I've missed it. Uh, you know, like having been away for, from it for so long, I kind of quickly got isolated from it in a way. And like my my way of staying in touch is through the podcast in a lot of ways. Um, and so, yeah, it was really cool to uh, spend some time talking to uh, a submariner, but also like I, I worked with female officers on submarines and my last deployment, we did take female enlisted underway, but it was only for a couple months. I think it was a three month, uh, like it was a patrol on a BN. That's what they call it. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, it was, I didn't really get to serve in a, in a properly integrated submarine. Like it, we had officers, but like there's that, there's that very obvious separation between enlisted and officers, even though we were close, like I consider, uh, especially now that I'm retired, some of those uh, officers, my friends, but um, I never got to do it like for real, for real, you know? And so I was curious, like what the experience has been like, especially when it's not, re- you're not really showing up um, to a properly integrated submarine yet. There's, they were still in like the process of doing it. It was still pretty new for them. Like they had female enlisted on board, but um, they were, it was probably still pretty new. 
when she arrives. So it's cool to kind of dissect that, learn some of the things, some of the fun stories. Just it, it was very interesting to me personally, being a submariner that that kind of got a glimpse of it at the beginning, and then I was out the door. Um, so I didn't really get to experience it as like a crew member and part of the chief's mess on a on a fully integrated submarine. And then, uh, yeah, she's just she's just a badass. And like I wanted to talk to her about some of the stuff that comes up and especially like that that social media misadventure I heard about. And it, it pissed me off. It pissed a lot of people off that uh, not just know Jesse, but like know um, kind of what happened there where there was like a student that also got flamed on. So it was just it was a really gross demonstration of um, how just petty and stupid and immature people can be on the internet um it, it, and it is what it is but it, it pissed me off pissed a lot of the homies off so it was, i really did want to talk to her about that too and just kind of figure out what happened there and uh you know offer my support i guess but yeah uh good times had by all i hope you all enjoyed it uh if you want to support us actually let me start from where i normally do <laughs> Yeah, if you if you want to reach out to us, good God, radi- like fog, radiation, fog, brain, whatever. I don't know. I've been sick and I'm getting over it. I feel pretty good today, but clearly my brain's not fully up around yet. Uh, if you need anything from us, as always, hit us up. Don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the shit podcast or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit or Discord at Degas Podcast if you want to support us. You can go to dguspodcast.com. There's a donate button on the website. Or you can go to Don't Give Up the Ship Apparel. That's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. We got shirts, hoodies, uh, shower shoes, drawstring bags, stickers, coins, all the things. Even the podcast gear is on that website. And more to come. I'm actually, as soon as I'm done with what I'm doing here, I'm going to start working on some designs that I either have bouncing around in my mind or half done. Like I've had a few that have been half done for a hot minute. Um and then probably the best way to support us is patreon.com slash podcast. Become a patron today. There's five tiers, lots of cool benefits. Check it out at patreon.com slash podcast. It's, it, it enables us to do all the things, pay the bills, expand the platform, and we really, really appreciate it. And then if you can't afford to spend any money, just like, share, subscribe, and review on all the platforms for all the things like podcast platforms, YouTube, uh, and, and I mean, I'm sure I'll forget something, but just all the things, share the content, follow us, subscribe on YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, if you can't afford to spend any money, your attention and your willingness to try to help organically spread the word uh, definitely helps. So if you can do that and you're willing to, we really, really, really appreciate it. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. A big shout out to our level five patrons, William McIver and Victoria Livingood, to all the other patrons and everyone that supports us. We couldn't do it without you. You're allowing us to expand the platform, pay all these bills, and continue to push out just awesome content for you as much as humanly possible. And we really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much.